Hello everyone, welcome to The Lightbringers, uh, a Guild Wars 2 podcast, where we talk about the things in Guild Wars 2, the MMORPG that we enjoy, maybe on a daily basis, maybe on a weekly basis, or whatever basis that you would like to. Um, and I have some awesome guests with me today. Why is every intro so bad? I'm just like... <laughs> At least I didn't interrupt you this time. I thought you were doing great, you're just dying yourself. <laughs> Welcome to my world. <laughs> and many of our worlds. Um, episode five, he says, um, as his voice climbs. Um, it's been a couple of weeks, about two or three weeks. Um, I don't, normally it goes, it's every two weeks-ish. Uh, it just depends what's going on. School's crazy, had to delay things. Um, but we're talking about Heart of Thorns this week. It's the first Guild Wars 2 expansion that came out. Fair while ago, to be fair, um, but we do have epic guests. Yes, and Inks has that on him, on the back of his wall. I think that's the wall. Um, but we have some epic guests. We're going to talk about first. Bird of Chess. Hello, how are you? Bird of Chess has been here before. Hello. Yes, doing great. Glad to be back. Awesome. What where do you, what do you do? Where do you do it? People may not have seen the show or heard the show before. You want to just tell oh, us sure. a little bit about yourself? Yeah, I am also an ArenaNet partner. And I've been playing Guild Wars 2 for about two years now. Um, but I have a history of playing MMOs. I just sort of recently managed to find Guild Wars and was really excited about it and fell in love. So we've been broadcasting it since then. Um, I'm a big MMO variety streamer with a focus on Final Fantasy XIV and Guild Wars 2. Uh, but we do a little bit of other stuff, ESO and Warframe being a few of those. Um, I really like to keep up with what's going on in the genre. And we have a big community sort of oriented uh, focus where we do a lot of events. We run a guild and in all of our games, we like to sort of help players get connected with what they love and the community that they love and learn how to do everything from raiding to, uh, you know, just even more mundane things like how you level and progress. So we're always happy to help people out. We said reading. I was like, you teach people how to read? That's amazing. Wow. Places you can go for that. That is a lot of but work. <laughs> reading whilst reading. Yeah. Reading whilst reading is the hardest of all arts. But... Yes. It's true. It's true. Yes, yes, awesome yes. to have you on again. Again, again, again. We also have MMOX or Inks. Sorry. I'm not sure which you'd like to be called now. Just Inks is fine, or or Inks. Don't call me Just Inks. That's, that's <laughs> it's Inks. How you doing, my man? Plain, plain Inks, or just yeah. There's, there's no nothing plain about inks. you, sir. There's nothing plain about you whatsoever. Mm. Uh, that's yeah, a different not, conversation. Not much <laughs> <laughs> I am a uh, I'm a Destiny Two streamer. And, uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't stream Destiny Two. That's just silly. Uh, yeah. Uh, I do podcasts, so this one and maybe some others out there once in a while. That, that's pretty much it. Sounds good. Okay. He plays Guild Wars 2 as well. It does sometimes stream. <laughs> there you go. All the info is going to be in the description. And also in the chat and Twitch, if you want to do exclamation mark. T, whatever I put it as, T-O-B. <laughs> that's it. Nice. You can find out the links for everyone. It's it's a bit it's a bit shorter than the light bringers. Um, Inks, awesome to have you on again, sir. Thank you very much for coming on. Um, we have Boots as well. Finally, he's been on before as well. How you doing, my friend? Tell us a bit about yourself. What do you do? Where do you come from? When was the last time you had a haircut? A long time ago. 
It feels like forever. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I yeah, I'm Boots. Uh, you can find me at YouTube World, World of Enders or YouTube. So I guess it's YouTube slash World of Enders. Uh, do some videos usually. Yeah, uh, do some videos usually. Build videos, fun, stupid build videos, uh, and uh, do some things with Wooden Potatoes over on his channel a lot, and also sometimes podcasts, as exemplified here. Um, yeah. That's about exemplified it. here. Uh, who's who is putting potatoes? That's a good question. I feel like I do more videos on his channel than on my channel these <laughs> days. <laughs> you should do a video. Who is wooden potatoes? Putting potatoes. <laughs> there you go. Um, thank you as well for coming back on. I appreciate it, all of you very much. So it's always uh, it's always the first challenge of trying to get a podcast going who's going to come on what are you going to talk about it when's it going to be and can everyone be there at the same time that is difficult especially when you're all in different places although we're all kind of in the similar time zone so it's all right it's not too bad so heart fawns guild wars 2 first expansion 2015 right that was 2015 five years ago five years ago gosh that was a long time, time ago. flies. That's so many. I feel wow. old. <laughs> the first thing is on the subsidian. Thank you, mate. I feel even older. Um, but uh, so in January of 2015, there was uh, we didn't know there was going to be um, an expansion. There was there was questions, there was wonderings, there was Reddit posts, there was leaks, there was all the drama behind that. I remember that. That was always a fun time. Um, and then all of a sudden, we're at Pack South. There's me, there's Aurora Peachy, there's Bogar, there's uh, Chronic Gamer. I don't know if anyone remembers Chronic Gamer. Legend. Um, I used to cast ESL with. Um, and we were sitting on a panel and we're talking about what we think is coming up. And there's like, what was there, 90,000 people watching on Twitch or something stupid like that? It was pretty crazy. And then all of a sudden, they get on stage and they're like, there's an expansion. I think there's people doing things. I think Inks and Boots, you were doing podcasts or something at the time live. I think you were. Oh, right? videos. Yeah. I, uh, was that, okay, was Pack South that time where was the, the person came person. in? Was, yes. Was when they went into the audience yes. and asked what you think is going to come in. The, they, they foolishly <laughs> went into the, the audience. The first thing we mentioned on the podcast. <laughs> Not terrible PVE or something like that, that guy said. Wasn't PVE it? that doesn't suck. Oh, I mean, they delivered, though. They delivered. Something yeah. like that. That was, yeah. Uh, yeah, there was there was that comment. I think, was it is Jennifer Hale? She didn't. She was her who went into the audience, and she she kind yeah. of interviewed the guy, <laughs> and she was like, "Shit!" <laughs> you can just tell in her head. She's just like, oh, "Apparently, Jesus. they have never seen the red shirt guy from the Blizzard conventions. Yes, <laughs> they didn't learn their lesson from asking the audience in that one either. Well, she didn't pick someone with a red shirt, so she didn't know. Yeah, true. <laughs> true. True. that's true. Um. But yeah, then can they... you imagine for a second? Can you just imagine being that guy? No, comes over to you, and do you think he knows right away? He's been planning it. He's like, "Oh, I, just, I hope she picks me. I hope." And he just is like, "PVE content that doesn't suck." <laughs> I just don't know how you look. I don't know how you look into Jennifer Hale's just voice acting goddess face and say <laughs> anything. Like even remember the question that you had because in your mind you're just like Commander Shepard is here and I love her, but you're like, 
oh, I'm not just, not only am I going to not ask a question, I'm also going to be a salt boy. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> the best part boy, is yeah. they, they cut away fairly quickly, but just long enough for you to just see Jennifer Hill's face. And she was like, <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> I tell you, uh, that was just like, I was sitting there at the event and I was just like, <laughs> i think we were talking to ruby about that because i think it was before the panel i can't remember but like it was just like this oh no please don't be awful and i was just like because it was excited about the event and like just before um like the crowd was quite right really quiet and this is in like my casting heyday and there's like so many people in the crowd and i'm like standing at the front just like building hype like i did on cast i was like just going mental and like everyone was cheering and standing up it's such a good the event was amazing like it was the best guild wars 2 event and then like and i don't want to say like paxi pax last year wasn't good but like in comparison <laughs> it was very different um and it was just like that was the pinnacle of i don't know if it's marketing or just goodness of like, events yeah. yeah it was it was awesome it was i don't so know man x east just a little bit later was kind of fun too well that was that was different <laughs> though because that wasn't online was it like that wasn't no. like an announcement yeah. that was like the event the booth was their best booth absolutely that booth was wicked um yeah. boots and inks you were both there inks did a bit on the stage actually i, I think you bit. both did a bit yeah 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 I did a bit. it was very awkward <laughs> <laughs> oh dear how come why we're just talking about the awkwardness about. of the, everything right now <laughs> well i was awkward it wasn't awkward oh. i was awkward as as usual it was it was a lot of fun though uh yeah ruby ruby asked me questions about what i do kind of like what you did at the beginning of this thing and and i tried not to be awkward there as well but <laughs> i don't know about that and, <laughs> i need uh, to find this footage yeah i don't think there's footage of it it was just it was yeah it was just like getting up in front of a lot of people waiting in line to play a demo of heart of thorns so we had a captive audience <laughs> and uh right i remember that that was going round the corner of the booth and over to another booth at some point mm-hmm. that was pretty cool and we it's had amazing sorry go, go, go. I was gonna say, no it's just amazing that heart of thorns was such a like blind side i mean the fact that it just you know came just it, like suddenly the announcement happened and then all these events kind of kicked off off of it mm-hmm. um it's definitely been, it seems like a tradition almost that people seem caught off guard by the Guild Wars 2 X-Packs. And I mean, I can't wait to see what happens even looking ahead now with our next one that's going to be coming up because this is a big thing. It's been, it's been a while and I can't wait. It's going to be so fun. And it might still be a while as well, to be fair. Could, it's it's going to be, be interesting. Yeah, I'll Definitely be- probably the uh, pandemic is going to slow a few things down, I'm guessing. Oh, I mean, sure. I mean, yeah. yeah. Um, they ha- are putting out the new episode without audio, which is impressive. Um, so, right, like, but you don't think that they would really extend? Like, let's say a year from now, mm-hmm. um, they're not going to extend something like that to the like. Let's. Oh, they're not going to put the audio. This, yeah, no, 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 no. Let's pretend instead of this episode, it was expansion time. They would just wait to release. I would think. Audio is... They wouldn't release an expansion with no audio because... Yeah, 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 yeah. Obviously, there there are constraints, (laughs) like, to to production. Like, I don't want to say there isn't constraints. It is a lot easier to put 
like it's a lot easier for them to coordinate rather than people in a factory or something you know where you have to physically that be there to do the thing obviously there are resources and everything else and they can transport stuff to home have meetings and i'm not saying it's easy because you're not with those people in person you can't just nip over to their office say hello do the things but like they've they're proven that they're able to get the work done and obviously the work on this episode would have been finished ages ago and you know audio is one of the last things that gets done um which is why they can do it um it would be what this episode i don't think would have been as impacted as the next couple um probably maybe not even the next one specifically but the one after i think Uh, i can't remember what they're production timeline is yeah just just not being able to go in is one thing because i'm sure some of them could work from home for sure but you know there's a productivity thing uh also that's it's difficult to work from home sometimes and absolutely yeah, so distractions and everything else yeah i mean and then some people like just flourish within that environment but it's definitely i think less uh reliable or you know you just don't know how everybody's going to react and exactly. coordinating a team across that is i'm sure just crazy difficult exactly and then how the creative juices flow and all that kind of stuff when it all comes to that yes and especially since uh, video game making is a very collaborative Mm -hmm. process so i'm sure it's very tough to do it all separated Mm -hmm. so we'll see we'll see how what the episode's like when those come along and the well it'll be the expansion because who knows when we're in washington washington's a little bit stricter well i i say stricter but i would say they have some sense uh it's probably is probably what it what i would add to that um in terms of you know letting people to go to work in the arena they're very you know what they're like as a company they they think about actually think about their employees and uh don't want them to get this and pass it on obviously and everything else so they're taking care of the people which is good um but you know obviously in in america it's a little bit of a different state to what it's like in the rest of the world although to be fair if you're in England, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sorry, Soho. I'm sorry. I'm just, I can't, I wouldn't have been able to avoid awfulness. If I was in England, it would have been terrible. I'm in America, it's still terrible. Everything is terrible. Everything is good as well at the same time. Anyway, can I talk about Hawthorne? Sorry. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> oh, my God. That was bad. I didn't even mean that. I'm, I'm normally so positive. Where did that come from? Sorry, I think I just saw don't something. Listen, I just saw something about it. Was it, I'm never negative. It's okay. Everyone knows knows I'm fully positive all the time. Um. <laughs> There's a lot of really good stuff coming, but yeah, I mean, how this will affect so many things in the gaming industry, we have to wait and see. And I mean, it is it's great because I think as players right now, we have more time than ever to play the games that we love and reflect on. I mean, things like Heart of Thorns here in these events and um, the future of games as we sort of eventually take off out of this, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> just as I took a drink, I got, damn it. I was, I was like, she's going to continue. I, no, no, I, I waited for you to take a drink and I was like, and cut. And she knows done. me too well. <laughs> Bloody hell. Okay. Well, Yes, and hopefully, you know, it, this won't... I mean, I say hopefully it won't impact it too much, but I think it, it it's just going to be, you know, it's the arena net way, you know, it's going to be here when it's here and, you know, just lump it, to be fair, and it'll be worth it in the end. I mean, Heart of Thorns, and that's the thing, you know, Heart of Thorns, that's what we're here to talk about. How are you going to talk about the expansion? Because, yes, the build-up was amazing. There was some epic stuff that happened before the game came out. Creators got to stream and play around and make videos before the expansion came out about 
elite specializations. Um, we had a big meetups and stuff that people went to. There were other events that people went to. There was loads of build up before the expansion, and it was very good. It was very good. Um, not the same for Path of Fire, I would say personally. Um, and we don't have to talk about that specifically right now because that could take a while. Um, but and we're talking about Hearthorns, but. Release came for Heart of Thorns, and obviously we knew there was so much stuff to come. For most MMORPGs, you get mounts from the beginning, pretty much. No mounts in Guild Wars 2. Mm-hmm. But gliders were a thing. You know, we knew that there was going to be some gliders. We knew there was going to be a new Wolfy World map. We knew they were going to bring in raids, which they said in the past. And Reader actually lent me a video from 2012 with Eric... God damn it, I forget his surname every time. Eric and uh, Colin Jansen, they were talking about the game. And I was like, wow. Is it? Is it Flannet? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. There, yeah. He's, he's dude. He's on Crucible. Um, and I met him <laughs> many times. Yeah. And I keep forgetting his surname. They're all on Crucible. They are. <laughs> they are. Yeah. Um, and it's... Uh, and, and they were talking about the game, and they were talking about Endgame, and they were talking about pushing people into raids and dungeons at Endgame and not wanting to, that to be a thing. Reader, thank you for linking that video. It's very useful. Um, and they changed their minds. They changed their minds. It's like raids. You don't have to do raids to be Why do you think that is? Why do you think they changed their minds? Well, this is the question I was going to ask you guys. <laughs> don't steal my damn question. <laughs> and that's going to be in a minute. Wait, hold your horses. Hold your horses. Okay, hold that Hold that thought in mind. I'm just going to go through the, quickly the things which are coming. Hold that thought. We can go to that. Um, new Borderland in World v. World. Story, maps, mastery, pro- mastery points. Um, horizontal progression, not vertical up levels. They didn't increase the level cap. And we were all like, oh, like, what are they going to do with that? They did something completely different. Guild halls. Yes, they're there. I think there's going to be one thing that you're going to forget. Stronghold. I'm not going to forget oh, Stronghold. Gotta... <laughs> How am I going to forget Stronghold? <laughs> I did like one of the main videos I did on the release of that was Stronghold, mate. And who is more upset probably than anyone other than the devs that that didn't work out? And that's going to be me. Um, because I was hyped for that and it was fun. And then... It was just playing. It was not as fun. Uh, <laughs> expected, unfortunately. Um, legendaries uh, through different means, uh, getting those. Um, and bits and bobs, other stuff uh, that was added that I may have forgotten. But those were the main key features. Unless I've missed something. Revenant, new class, elite specializations. That's two pretty big things, to be fair. Um, so there was a lot. There was a lot. The most that would that's been added to the game in one time, and pre that they added things like wardrobe change, wardrobe um, transmutation stuff. They added. They did the whole overhaul to the skill system in order to make expansions possible. Oh god, yeah, they went from five trait. Was it five or six trait lines? Five trait lines that were point by system. Yes. That was to. Big. To yeah, to the uh, the elite specialization trait lines that uh, yeah. So then it was in point five. It was just three different things that you either you were stuck in three at all times after that. Yeah, I remember that because yeah. it was before it was like five. So you used to have five when we used to do PvP. I remember Guardian. There was just one point you would put in to one line so you could get the reviver trait to right. get the bubble. Um, 
And then, yeah, three lines. And everyone was like, oh, it's a bad build, versatility, and all this stuff. I was like, no. Still fine. I may have been one of those people who uh, liked the versatility you could do with the point by system. But like, as I was like, oh, man, okay, so let me just calculate this. You have 100,000 possible builds with the original system and only 90-something possible builds with the new system. But no, it's. I think it was a good change overall. Yeah, and, helped balance yeah. a bit. Gonna <laughs> say a bit, um, but yeah, that was that was a massive change, um, and then just the 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 general, I guess, and and this is where we, I guess, we can bring raids in and stuff as well. But like for for you guys, what was the biggest? Ah, oh, do I ask that question? Because then we when we're gonna go over the other, we're gonna go over stuff first. If I do that, you could go ahead. No, I don't want to do that. Um, and they they will offer always awesome conversation, but I'm gonna have a little bit of order just to make sure that I know where I am at myself. Um, okay, so elite specializations and new class revenant. First of all, so new class revenant. Oh, that's nice, isn't it? Better chess. That's lovely, isn't it? You like a little bit of revenant? Uh, I do like a little bit of revenant. <laughs> I revenant is one of those classes that surprised me because I. Um, so I think out of all of us, I'm the only one that didn't play Heart of Thorns at release. So mm-hmm. I Ooh, played it. That's important as well. Yes. Yes. Which I'm actually kind of glad because I think there are some definite kind of perspectives from like coming into it later versus like having been there when it dropped um, that sure. I'm excited to talk about as we go on. But I did come to it later. So it had been out for a while. I started playing about two years ago and then went through everything linearly. And Reaper, or sorry, Revenant is oh, one did of the you? ones. Like that... even from main game, yeah. like story as yeah. well. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. I did everything okay. in order. I did all the living seasons. It was super fun. Um, everybody was trying to get me to get a mount early, and I was like, I'd oh, rather die over and over. No, she I just played, went through it. You nice. played the whole Heart of Thorns without a map. I played the whole Heart of Thorns without a mount as it was meant to be played. And I'm really glad I did, to be honest, because I think that like the map experience is very different that way. It is. Um, yeah, but, yeah <laughs> but, um, Revenant is one that really surprised me because as I got more and more into Guild Wars 2, I felt the lore, like honestly. And I think that people think of new classes as being something that's really specific to like new play styles and new mechanics and new mm. possibilities for PvP and matchups and things like that. But what really drew me to Revenant first was just the fact that there were all of these incredible figures in the world of Guild Wars 2 that suddenly I could have contact with in this like new way. Mm-hmm. And I love it. Like, I honestly think the class is so cool because of that. Um, especially as we keep looking forward and, you know, things like Shiro, which we thought maybe we left behind with Guild Wars one, but now we know we may have Kantha on the horizon. Like there are these great possibilities with the way that class lets you connect to the lore. And then the play style is honestly really fun. And I was surprised by how much I liked it, although I do hear that some of it has been maybe a little bit toned down because some of the combo fields that it used to do were much like more like you had to do the thing and it was huge damage and it was really important to the like play style. Mm. Um, but I liked what I kind of experienced of that even after the nerfs. And it's become a class that I really wanted to dig more into just because I found it strong both thematically and fun to play, honestly. Yeah, when you talk about the lore like that, I, that makes me realize that maybe, yeah, the, Revenant is kind of, in a way, the fan service class. Because it, it, like, yeah, it goes back into all the things that people from Guild Wars 1 remember. And, and it really is something, yeah, it, it's great. I like it that way. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that makes that makes the players because I didn't play Guild Wars at the time more interested in that in that past, you know, that past game as well, and invested a little bit more into the future. And that was, I mean, that's what they do, isn't it? They do it a little bit differently. It's not like just oh, this there's this class you've never heard of, and they're you know in the underbelly of the world, and no one ever knows what they've been about, and now they're here, and ooh, they're magical. Um, but well, the, you know. I mean, they are, they are, yeah, but I'm talking about, like, the entirety, like, the lore and stuff, like, you know about all these different things, but... Is that something we want to talk about, though? Because there has been a large uh, conversation about Ritlock coming back with the Revenant powers, and kind of when asked about how did you get those powers for a while. Did they they ever fully explain how they got the Revenant powers? Didn't they? Okay, well, just scrap everything yeah. I just said. <laughs> no, you're right. You're absolutely right. I was actually like, it is this mystical thing for another place. I think I was just talking about the lore. I think I was just talking about the past and the mists and like that kind of stuff. But you're right. Yeah, yeah it's, you it's right. not like, I mean, in a sense, you're right. Both right. Yeah, no, no, like, no, I'm actually wrong. It is, I mean, <laughs> it's okay. Well, the thing is, is that it's like a, it's almost a new class that has been formed through like this conglomeration of experience of spirits, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. really fascinating. So it's, it's not like it's without grounds or basis in the world, which is what I think you were getting at, Jeb. Yeah. It's not like they just suddenly are like, oh yeah, for generations, did you not realize, did you not look back there in that room? That's where we kept the <laughs> like, It's not that per se, but it definitely does have this like sense of mysticism to it. What is yeah. that? Guy? It's grounded in the magic of Tyria because it, Tyria is, the magic is all based around the mists and you're calling upon fabrics of the mist yeah you're uh that's what you are you're a mist warrior essentially yeah pretty much yeah but you but absolutely yeah that's that's a good point i like that the revenant was not in the kind of in the back room i guess maybe it was. um but <laughs> thank you for trying to bring me, <laughs> bring me back <laughs> from the precipice there as well i appreciate that um yeah that's because it is it is kind of what you say as well anyway i'm gonna i'm gonna <laughs> i don't vulture. um but it is it is a fun car i mean don't know inks did you how did you feel about the revenant when you first saw it did you like it do you like it the revenant was my main for two years yeah uh cool. until they until you deleted it Nez- well <laughs> no no i didn't delete that character actually the revenant unfortunately was originally it was a great dpser simplistic in its uh in, in its way of dpsing which i liked but they nerfed its damage which uh okay but it's still an auto include because you needed some of the other skills that it provided hmm. but then they nerfed mesmer and when they did that, you had to, or a chronomancer. When they did that, you had to take two chronomancers. And when you mm-hmm. had to take two chronomancers to make up for the nerf, that made Revenant entirely invalid. So this was raids so you're talking about. Raids. Yeah, yeah, this is the raids. So I gave up on it and haven't touched it since, unfortunately. Yeah, back in the good old day where like 16K DPS was the be all end all. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so, so what Inks is talking about, if you don't. If you don't raid in Guild Wars 2, or you're, or you're 
you've not played Guild Wars 2 before, because new players definitely check out this podcast. Um, raids came with Heart of Thorns as well, and he's talking about, you know, the different things that are available and classes bring, and, you know, making space, and uh, Revenant may have got a little bit toned out of that. Now, the thing is, the, the, the thing is when um, MMOs and people bring out something brand new, uh, class-wise, this is this is pretty much in every single MMO I've ever played, and maybe you've ever played as well. And I'm not sure if this is just an opinion or if this is actual fact anymore. But the class that is new is always most powerful for a while, um, and that just feels like almost an intentional thing sometimes, uh, to a degree. And I, oh, it is. I feel like it is now. Um, yeah, it's it's like when Necro came out for. Um, Elder Scrolls Online, that was crazy powerful, still is. And then it gets a little bit fixed, and then and then everyone's kind of like, oh, well, you know, they didn't have time to balance this. Like, they know what they're doing. It's a new thing. It's, a, they, 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 it's not in massively intentional. They don't try it. They're not like, yeah, well, we're just going to make them gods among people, and they're just going to be, you know, wrecking everything. But, you know, they were pretty strong at the start. And this, you know, even today, you know, they're pretty decent. I mean, in PvP and um, mm. obviously balances and this was five years ago for the sake. so now you know after a while it takes a while and yeah of course they're not in a world where the, all the people all the players and all the people have got these builds together and they you know they go out there and talk about how it might be a little bit strong and <laughs> in a very respectful and um, thought provoking way um, and then you know feedback is given they balance the shit out of it um, but yeah Revenant's uh, the development of Revenant was interesting compared to all the other classes because it came out in the expansion. Yeah. Uh, they revealed the Revenant before the expansion and revealed its gameplay a little bit beforehand too. And they actually right. took information from players, from from the player base, and switched up how the Revenant played before the, uh, the, uh, the expansion came out. Originally, the Revenant did not have weapon swapping. Originally, the Revenant had one weapon, and you didn't have two sets of weapons. Uh, and then people that was in the preview big... as well, I think. That was in the preview, I think yeah. So yeah, that was in the preview, and then people were like, "That's a little bit low because not only do you not have weapon swapping as Revenant, but also you're set, you're stuck with your utility skills mm. based on your utility skills, heal and uh, elite, all based on your current." legendary yeah. so a lot of people felt that that was going to be very limiting for a revenant in building and i guess they were right because they they said you know what you're right here you go here's weapon swapping hopefully that helps and it is what it is today yeah i forgot yeah. about that Actually, that's yeah that's like that's like one of the really cool things actually heart of thorns in general that kind of brings me to one of the points i wanted to bring up heart of thorns in general was a very collaborative um, with the player base expansion. Because before Heart of Thorns... In a lot of ways. Because before Heart of Thorns came out, they had all of those... Um, what were they called? CDIs or something like that? Yeah. Uh, on, was... on the forums. Yes. They, they were asking the player base for input on what they wanted for certain things in the game. One of them was hardcore dungeons. And from that CDI, I, don't, I think it was called CDI's Community Development Initiative. Yeah, there you go. Mm -hmm. uh, they 
basically narrow down on exactly what raids were going to be, whether how many players in the party, how hard it's going to be, etc. And uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know if we've had something like that since. We have. We have. Yeah, there was world reward stuff and PvP stuff. Oh, that's yeah. kind of rare for an MMO, honestly, because while mm. granted. While there is usually some, I mean, obvious testing that they do or that, you know, a new X-Pack or stuff like that may have with different alpha beta phases and things like that, um, it's rare to see, like, a developer just explicitly reach out and be like, what do you want from this thing? Typically, it's already pretty well outlined. They've already maybe put some feelers out. You know, you generally kind of get what's coming. But um, it is, I mean, I, I think you can feel in Guild Wars 2 in a lot of places, um, even going to I mean, some of our balance and things now, where there is like a very direct connection to things that have been talked about in the game that then reflect some sort of change or development in, in the actual release itself, which is pretty cool, I think, honestly. I, think yeah. I wonder, it makes me wonder about why they don't, cause it, but they, they are another MMO that doesn't have a PCS either. <laughs> and as well True. and i know that's way like you say and the point is it's way it's before or during production and pcs is normally when they update the thing is about to come out so you know your feedback is mainly bugs it's not like I think, production specifically i but, think one of the reasons why cdis are a difficult thing to do in general is because the player base is large and it'll be very hard for people reading the feedback to sift through the good and the bad points and decide what to go with yes Uh, and and even there might be there might be like overwhelming support for some feature that they can't deliver on and they don't want to maybe get people's hopes up in those cases i don't know yeah and sometimes the features are not great that people want i mean let's like let's just be honest (laughs) there are many times where the player base is short-sighted in a way that they may not even realize and then like to have something in that way the game would be would actually be really bad it's it's tough because as players we do have a voice and i think should have a voice and it's great especially with things like heart of thorns that there was such an active connection because you want to feel like this game that you're connected to and that you play and that you're excited about and especially with an mmo that will follow you for years of your life if you stay with it right you want to feel like there's a connection there but there are times where development and developers have to look beyond just that picture of what might be popular in the player base and then decide like Mm. what can we do with our knowledge to look forward three steps or four steps and then develop something that will you know work for us but also maybe i don't know surprise the player base in a lot of ways i think we were surprised with raids raids is the most surprising thing that that was i like yours two raids i have a lot of thoughts i'm excited to talk about that yeah they (laughs) they are good it's yeah, I've got a lot to say as well. Um, I think at the beginning, I I was. We can talk about raids actually. Are we good. We good with Revenant, and we happen with Revenant. I, I enjoyed it. I didn't really talk about Revenant much. I I was excited about a new class. Um, I didn't realize that, that was probably going to be the first and last class they would introduce. I still don't think they're going to bring a new I, class in. I had a feeling that it was because it was completing out all the uh, heavy, medium, light armor sets. Right. True. This is the this is the thing, yeah. I guess I guess I was hopeful that they might bring in. They were just going to go, you know, one more of each. Wow, three three oh, classes. I mean, yeah. from an MMORPG, if you go and look at other MMOs that have been around for the amount of time, thinking about mm-hmm. that, that's not kind of that ridiculous. Like, wow, and Elder Scrolls Online has got two now. Maybe and... it's not 
a ridiculous uh, want, but I think it's a mistake ultimately. Um, I think Elite Specs or something akin to Elite Specs works much better for adding new flavor to a class than to overpopulate the MMO with multiple classes Mm -hmm. or more Mm -hmm. and more classes. It makes it easier to produce as well. Rather than having to make a whole new class, you just do this line, right? And and that's good. Yeah, it's it's Guild Wars. It's the ArenaNet way. It's doing it differently. Um, And I agree with you as well. Like, I, I would like a new class and that would be cool. I just don't, I don't think it's ever going to happen. And I am a little bit disappointed, it's, but it's just, it's just more of like, I liked the hype of Revenant and I thought that was awesome. Um, I'm just, I mean, I'm like, we, on it. I was it like we talked about previously when I was on, you know, one of the last times we don't really know. I mean, exactly. They could surprise with a new class, maybe, well, but maybe. when it comes, I mean, yeah, but when it comes down to it, I mean, elite specs for all purposes to me function in many ways as just a new class. Yeah. And I think, it's funny to hear, and a lot of a lot of people I think do feel those you know delineations really strongly because while it is nice to get like a whole new sort of theme and idea and package, um, I mean, if you look at how certain playstyles branch off with the specs, you are basically playing a new class anyway or mm-hmm. re-envisioning something in a totally different way. I mean, the mm-hmm. fact that like when I'm dragon hunting at least at its sort of base core, I could be swooping around the field with a bow, and then you go to something like Firebrand, where you're holding a book, and you're switching between different things. Like, it's very different. Um, yes, So for is. me, it's it's always been one of those things where I'm like, I don't really care if the new class is tied to other classes thematically, as long as I get a new play style, new weapons, new sort of feel, maybe, you know, something new lore-wise... And a new class would be great just to, like, I don't know, add some fun stuff in. But I, I don't think there's anything wrong with building off of what you have, especially because you're not, like, not releasing mm. something. It's just that it's an iteration off of a branch you've already been building on versus, like, releasing three new classes from scratch or something, which carries its own whole risk in any right. MMO, you know? Yeah. yeah, It's not as important as bringing dwarves into the game again. Yeah, it's true. No, yeah, no, I agree with that. <laughs> hey, so man, we're just gonna be, I want. We're just gonna be. You're gonna play as a thumb, or or as like a yes. somebody a yes. dwarf's head. Um, <laughs> dwarf models are in the game. Okay, uh-huh. it's uh-huh. possible. You don't know. Uh-huh. Revenant is from the mists. All the things. Don't get me started. Otherwise, it's turning <laughs> into a dwarf podcast. And don't say Tengu are better than dwarves. They're birds. And I'm sorry, Bird of Chess. I know your name is Bird of Chess. Uh, I have uh, nothing I'm... against birds. Okay? But dwarves. Everyone. I must leave the podcast. Now. <laughs> I must sorry, leave the everyone. podcast. <laughs> Rage quit. Sweet. No. Exit stage left or right. Can't remember which one I'm on. Um, um, <laughs> but yes, yes. Dwarves um, Which one? Which one would you go for? Wait, what? As a player. Is that even? That's not a question. That's not even a question. As a playable race, or dwarves? Quaggins. Why are you here? (laughs) (laughs) Why are you here? Who is a member of this person's community that would say anything over dwarves? Have you heard the way they sing? 
I'm sorry I if I played Aquatic I mean... <laughs> and I didn't have if I didn't have to listen to I can run faster than a centaur and instead I got to just hear myself sing songs in an adorable fashion. Absolutely. I like Quaggins. I like Quaggin Commander. And you have to answer like the dialogue in Living Story where you have to be like this 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 boisterous uh, commander who who's like leading his troops into battle, and you're a quaggin. Oh, How amazing would that be? That would be so. I good. mean, quaggins are alright, but <laughs> Jesus Christ, can you imagine that? I mean, dwarf or a quaggin playable race? I mean, they're good. Okay, all right, shush. <laughs> Chat's giving. Me we suffered massive casualties. <laughs> oh my God, no! <laughs> See, it was a field of blood. Give it, a, give it a great axe and a beard, and I'll be there. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, also just because I love the idea of quag and raging, but no, I mean dwarves. It's true. This Please. is for this is a whole conversation for later, Jab. We've gone on yeah, a total I know, tangent. I know. I know. Wait, hey, I didn't. I just said. I said dwarves, and then you know we opened the conversation. Is to go on tangents and force the show off. <laughs> I'm not I mean, normally quite good at this, but I'll suck today. Um, <laughs> okay, we were talking about dwarves. This is now a dwarf podcast. So dwarves, why they should be in the next one, and why they weren't in Heart of Thorns, and why shouldn't why they have been? <laughs> why were there no dwarves in Heart of Thorns? The exactly. discussion. Yeah, they're and- all dead. <laughs> Shut up! Good lord! Please stop! Petrified. Petrified. This is rude. Not dead. Talk about them being Some dead. of them aren't. <laughs> Some are less petrified than others. Some of them are, like, literally only body parts now. I'm going to come away from this podcast, like, deeply, <laughs> deeply wounded. Okay. I don't even remember what we're talking about. Heart forms. There we go. Um, Revenant, done. Let's put that over there. It was good. Awesome. Love it. Good stuff. It was a good class. New mechanics. It was It was like, I don't know. I enjoyed it. It was definitely a new spin on all the classes that have been coming out as well. Which is what we're really never very good at. And maps. Next. Let's talk about maps before we get to, to raids. Um, oh, hot topic. I don't know. And Bird of Chess going through, like, the original maps. So, original base Guild Wars 2 endgame maps were, like, all. All was, like, no hearts, just events. Um, And it was just all about, you know, the fact that, you know, you're in this place which you're technically invading, so you can just... Well, no, you're invading, you're taking it back. But, like, you know, it's... Yeah, hardly any hat any hats any hearts there's no hats oh god i remember trying to get armor from the, the does anyone remember like all's the end zone and you went to the temples to get armor this is mm. what you did like you went to the temples to get armor so that you could have different builds in like dungeons and world v world and stuff it was so good um i missed that miss those days um but these maps are flat you know there's just one level you look at the map and that's it you know what you know what you're getting. There might be some hills, there might be some cliffs, there might be the you know, the dips and the all the other stuff they've normally got in Guild Wars 2, which is awesome. And then Heart of Thorns, it was like here's three levels. Is it three levels or four? Can't remember. Uh three, I guess. I think it's three. Anyway. It's like a deep dish pizza of death. It is. Yeah. It is. Um <laughs> uh, of death? <laughs> yes, if there's rap- mini raptors. Probably. Um, 
but the, but the, even the first map when you get in there um it's just like wow and the the map looked beautiful but i just wonder like bird of chess when you're playing through and you suddenly get to this new first zone what what were your thoughts like how did you feel when you first come across this it was was it did you think about that or was it did it even come across your mind like i think the heart of thorns maps have been a journey like that i am still on and i don't think it really it really culminated until i was doing full map completion mm. and even after that i still discover things in those maps um from just like a first impression walking into them it it is kind of a nightmare and i say this <laughs> in a way i say this in a way keeping the journey in mind right nightmare because cool. i think i've grown to appreciate the heart of thorns maps um and we can talk about this more later too but um i've grown to appreciate them in a way that like i have never been so surprised by in an mmo because the risk in those maps and in challenging players to engage with a map that is deadly and difficult and confusing and has all these tiny nooks and crannies it's i mean it's boggling and so so many times in other mmos that i've played or that i know the map is just like a vehicle that you know you just kind of have to tolerate until you get from point a to point b mm. and it can tell maybe a little bit of the atmospheric story or things like that but heart of thorns i mean when you look at the balance between narrative and the map content it's almost even like mm. it's crazy that not only is the story i think an integral part of that journey but the map itself but at first coming into it no mounts no nothing i i died on stream i mean i spent most of stream just dead because we were playing through it the first time and i'd be standing on a thing and i was like look at that front and then i died and then i'd be i'd be over yes. climbing across a vine and i'd be like wow can i go over and then i'd die and then i'd you know see a whole bunch of cute raptors and i was like little tiny friends to put in my pocket and then i'd die and yeah. then i'd go i mean you don't want to put them in your pocket Jesus. it was mind-boggling to me um, I mean, just mind-boggling to me, um, especially being a veteran MMO player, to encounter an environment that was overtly hostile to me. Not just not just in a way that's like, oh, you're not a high enough level, but once you're a high enough level, you'll be able to kill them all. But in a way that like every enemy we encountered, what's the little mm. trick to this stupid mushroom? What's the trick to this guy? How do I deal with this one? Oh, there's more raptors. Oh, well, I fell off of that. Don't go over there. You will die. You will die in there. Don't go over. Like, and honestly, I think although there were some balancing to be done, I mean, I still look back on those maps and I, the designers that made them, holy cow, like, mm -hmm. it's incredible. They're really, really neat. They're, they are, I think, something you should explore, even if they're difficult and they make you angry because they're incredible. They're really amazing. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I would say that it's incredible the leap in difficulty between Core, Guild Wars 2, and Heart of Thorns. I know, uh, Inks, you said you might have to go? Is that? Yeah, I apologize. I'm going to have to bail out. I'm not feeling well. Oh, yeah, that's okay. fine, dude. It's all good. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, feel no better. Worries. Feel better, dude. Feel better. Sorry, man. Okay. Thanks for coming on. Okay, so yeah, I was, it's the, the leap in difficulty is huge. And I think on release, it was actually even harder than it is now. Like, they they toned down the difficulty a little bit on some of the um, 
on some of the uh, heart, like the uh, skill point places, the hero mm-hmm. points. And uh, and on top of that, uh, I don't know if you remember this, Jebro, on release, they had, uh, you had to basically get through all four maps and kill all of the hero point areas in order to unlock, fully unlock your uh, elite spec at release. Like, yeah, you, you yeah. needed all of the points Ooh. from all four new maps, almost all of them anyway, yeah. to unlock your, <laughs> your elite spec. And oh they, yeah, so they definitely took suggestion from the community then too, saying it doesn't quite make sense to not be able to play the new class, the new elite spec, until you're done with, with the entire Heart of Thorns. Yeah. So, yeah, so they, they uh, toned down that amount that you needed, and that was a, a good move, I think. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't realize that. That would have probably made the experience very different, yeah. <laughs> having to battle your way through that map just to get the new specs. Exactly, yeah. It was... Uh, it was an interesting time. I was... Um... I'm trying to remember. I I got them all pretty quick, as far as I remember. Ooh, I actually think I got Necro first. Did I get Necro? No, I must. No, it might have actually been Mesmer. <laughs> because I was a Mesmer main at launch. Really? Yeah, the, the launch of Guild Wars Two. I was. Yeah. It was. Um. Sorry, I wasn't ignoring you, Boots. I was trying to sort out the cameras. <laughs> it's just it's, it's just the, uh, the Discord stuff. Yeah, it definitely looks like that background's not big enough. I have a background that you should probably I, use instead. I, it's yeah, I, it's fine. I sent it to you in chat. A background for okay. you uh, that I'll you can use. use. <laughs> <laughs> I promise. Um, Inks is now a scrapper, so it's okay. I hope he's all right. Um. Yeah, so Mesmer, Mesmer. Like, yes, Mesmer. And and I was like, okay, I'm gonna unlock, you know, Chrono. I actually switched to Engineer, I think, shortly before that. But then I was like, oh, I had this character and I had it from launch, so I'm gonna make sure I do all the things on this. And I haven't played it for ages. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, no. I so I, when was it that you completed that? What map was it? It was before Dragonstand, right? Like with skill points and everything else. Skill like, points. Yeah, I think it was just before Dragonstand. Yeah, because they've got there is no like skill points there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it? No, because you have to do because otherwise you'd have to do the event, and that would seem that would be insane. Um, yeah. But yeah, so you got to that point, and and to be fair, I do remember like after the third alt, you are like, oh god, it is a little <laughs> bit longer to do to complete yeah. that to complete that zone. To be fair, but those zones, but I don't know maps maps for me. All right, let me think about the maps <laughs> because there's Verdant Brink, Auric Basin. Now those two are very different from each other. To be fair, the general theme, the story—you know, you're building up and you've got this whole new city. And it was, it, and to be fair, even to Tangled Depths, like all of those maps, very different. To be fair, yeah, the- which is strange because they're all basically just the same forest that they're in, but yeah. they are. They're very, very different zones, yeah. But and what was the what was the verticality for like for you? And this is the main thing, right? This is what I'm kind of pointing towards. Like, how did you guys manage that? And and like Bernard just said, you know, it is very much you're invading this forest. This is where you're going. You're going, you know, Mordrum. And like all this stuff. 
and but at the same time it's very much there's these different levels and you know in pathfire we all know maps went back to a very flat um very open it's a you know a desert it makes sense you know what, what are you gonna do there and they still did add verticality on side of cliffs and adding like the houses and stuff like that they did in the in the first couple of maps and stuff as well and even just in, like in joko's like base and whatnot there's this there's kind of a sense of verticality but it's just platforms rather than anything else um but this was very different this was more like a tree this was like like a tree you know it was like going up into and different levels of foliage and you know they definitely had a plan for that mm-hmm. it was difficult I, I mean... to navigate at times though i felt is a tangled depth of a maze there it's uh it, I, I so all of guild wars 2 maps before this in the core game i feel that what they really excel at is giving you a feel of exploration as you go through them um and with the heart of thorns maps it really took it to the next level because you got the verticality right and and just gliding around back that mounts now you have mounts and you're like this is the way to travel this is this is the way you're supposed to travel this is amazing you got your griffin you got your you got your raptor but back then gliding felt really good it felt really nice to be able to like glide down and explore all of the new zone and just kind of take take the updrafts and yeah it was nice it was really nice it sounded like you had a leisurely time later on holiday <laughs> oh yeah for sure yeah as long as you avoid every monster it's all great yeah suddenly you're yeah. just brought down there's this big red circle around you and you're like oh i just got you know completely <laughs> wrecked by this gold mob and i'm like okay i'm done yeah. but, um, the gliders really the gliders really did change i mean like i i am like i said earlier glad that i skipped well i didn't skip to get mounts right because um it was like a revelation having a glider in the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, knowing that just because I slipped off of something didn't mean that I was annihilated. And especially in those maps, it really did open it up in this way where, like you were saying, it felt like, oh, cool, I really achieved this thing. I really got this thing. Now I don't have to die all the time. And you'd, you know, be diving down and then coming up. And I mean, the fact that they started adding that even into some of the fights in the story instances where, you know, you're using those updrafts or you're trying to figure out like how to get to exactly this platform or this thing. So you're looking around to sort of map a way to get there. And Mm -hmm. that's cool. Honestly, I really liked doing that. And it's rewarding now to come back with mounts and not have to worry as much but i think that it was smart to pace it that way because it really does make you kind of get into those maps more um and you really do have to you you feel like you got something cool from it when you eventually get there and you unlock it and you start working on your masteries yeah it was heart of thorns the maps all of them are interesting in that they are, you know, you, we are an evading army into that forest trying to take out Mortarmoth, right? Mm-hmm. And it definitely feels like that. It feels like hostile terror, even though in many ways it's very beautiful and uh, it was it was great to explore. It's very hostile territory, and it really started to feel that way, especially for me in Tangled Depths, mm-hmm. uh, because not only did they have hard monsters in there, they had the Tech Garant as well, but mm-hmm. it was just so difficult to navigate like tangled devs more Tangled-Devs, especially yeah. more than 
Corey Basin and more than uh, more than Verdant Brink. Tangled Depth was or that was is. the of, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I definitely slowed down my progression <laughs> in Heart of Thorns when I got to Tangled Depths because just there's a lot of levels, a lot of underground levels, so you can't see where you're going as much. Yeah, and uh, and it's still a great map. It's just very difficult to navigate. Trying to do map completion on that, that was the one that I saved for last. That was the last map, because I did full map completion, not just core map completion, because I wanted to. So I, I did all the zones, and I going back to that one was so difficult. But um, we hear so much people say in like MMO communities, why would I play an MMO unless I wanted to play together? And then, of course, there's also this, like, flip side to it where people want to be able to have a single player experience if they are so inclined in an MMO space, which is, you know, a constant battle. But Heart of Thorns leaned almost into that question of, like, how do we encourage players to band together and do these things? Mm. And it's not always just a question of manpower. Sometimes being a veteran player is also a demonstration of the knowledge and understanding you have of things. And those maps are like a direct reflection of that. The moment somebody would come join and they were like, I used to run this meta a hundred times a day and they knew every nook and cranny. Like you're following along behind them and you're like, you are an angel sent to this earth, <laughs> sent to Tyria to guide me. And like, that's really fun because we don't have to just look at like our gear and our levels and our rotations as being something that shows our, I think, veteran knowledge or in-depth knowledge of something, mm. um, learning and and running these maps, I think also demonstrates it. And it's fun when, you know, you're bringing somebody new through them and you know that you are the one that's really helping them kind of achieve what they want. Because I'd try to find a point of interest for like 40 minutes and I could mm. not. I'd be going down holes, dying, trying to get through this thing, going through the waterway. Where is it? What level? But when people could sort of pool their knowledge and help, it was an incredible, incredible gift. Yeah. What do you guys think about Dragon Stand? <gasps> I love it. <laughs> I mean, it's good. Yeah. It's good. Like, I'm not really someone who. I mean, the first time I did it, it was it was really really fun. The event and everything else, but I think you know, unless like grinding it over and over again is not something you want to it's do. It's not something saying. I'm really that interested in. I I did it for like legendaries and stuff like when when I needed to do it, and I think I've spaced it out that every single time I go back, it's kind of fun to go through it again because I don't do it every day. Um, I liked it as, a, as an idea, though. As, like, essentially... It felt like almost... Pardon me. This was, like, the end game for the player that isn't going to be raiding. Um, <laughs> running a meta in... The metas... That's what meta... Those big meta events were about. Like, farming that stuff and the right. check. What was it? What was the one in... in um, Triple check that's another one um and the one in um bottle yeah uh, is that in the game <laughs> i mean yeah i guess uh, when they redid it i suppose um but the one what's the one in tangled depths the ch is the chair going oh, yeah, yeah. yeah that was one of the main ones that was run and was, yeah. uh it's still run you know they're all run now um but you know that was kind of i think like the people who weren't raiding and that's where you could get a lot of the items from this is where you can get a lot of the stuff now as well we have to rerun it rerun it rerun it um for different things legendaries for other weapons for god bloody nearly everything you can do i guess like in towards end game and i think that's very intentional 
Um, and that's kind of why I like it. But also at the same time, I don't repeat it that often. So it's a special thing when I go and do it. It's more of like, I need this thing, so I'm going to go do that. And that's why right. I'll do it. Right. It's yeah, so good. Me, I, I'm probably about the same way as you. I don't do it often. Um, I definitely thought it was the coolest thing in the world the first time I did it. Oh, yeah. Uh, it it was, was Yeah. Absolutely it was like epic. Zaitan Hu, basically. It's like a world <laughs> boss. It was like an end boss in a single player game now. Mm-hmm. But you just just other people walking around. Like with the epic intensity of just the size of this thing. And you've been going for so long through this journey and this story. And then you're at this place and this feels like it's the thing. You know, it's the end boss. It's the end thing which I have to kill. It feels like that, you know, um, rather than just, you know, and something you can killing. relive. Yeah, rather than just like, you know, it's a killing thing. alligator in, yeah. a small, <laughs> in a And small it is zone. forever in the game going to be there. That is something you yeah. can continually go back and destroy and get good stuff from. Um, a lot of times I say, we were literally saying this on stream today. A lot of times I'll say, I don't think you've actually finished the finale of Heart of Thorns if you haven't run Dragon Stand. No. Right. Because... I, maybe that's why, yeah, because you don't need to, do you? I don't think so. No, you don't have to. Yeah. And I mean, even people I was talking to today said that they'd never run it before. Yeah. And I, my heart stopped. I was like, you got to just go wow. do it. Just go do it. <laughs> Your heart because... stopped on that. I was like, that. no, well. <laughs> Let me explain. I guess it's I know what you mean. Because... I know what you mean. I'm just taking the piss. Sorry. I mean, I'm yeah. No, no, you're good. You're good. Um, <laughs> it's a it's just like you when you think of an MMO and what an MMO could be. The idea yeah. of like what does it mean to all be in a game together, and especially in like a fantasy world, what could a battle be if we literally had an army? And you know, you're not just playing from this like limited perspective of like a single person um, in like a thematic game where you know you've got npcs maybe or whatever but you might have this like one-on-one boss but really this idea that like people all around the world can tackle something big Mm -hmm. but because we've always struggled with these issues of um you know limitations of server loads and all this stuff and there's not often in an mmo where you really get to see that realized and of course that carries risk with it frame drops i mean like it happens and it's it's a a nightmare on dragon's stand but it's a nightmare that's so worth it because like for the first time in an mmo and i think this is one of the moments where i can really remember falling in love like definitively with guild wars 2 i think bird of chess needs to be on the next promo for the expansion (laughs) (laughs) i'm just like like, whoa keep going (laughs) jesus christ i mean it's, it's really amazing though because like when you think back on it think about world bosses you see elsewhere i mean jeff mm. we were talking about this in eso even like mm-hmm. the world boss is like a little guy and he's in a cave and you're like oh well that's cool i like his mechanics that's fine but like for the first time i went with everybody it hadn't been spoiled for me i had no idea what was going to happen and a literal dragon from like a book burst up and mm. like it was unbelievable seeing everybody jumping between the platforms i had no idea what was going on i was like trying not to die while i was gliding and there it is like this moment where you you go i'm so glad they tried to do this and did it even Mm -hmm. if it you know notoriously carries some lag or or frame drops or things so for me when i run it i I don't even run it to farm stuff i just i just run it because i really love i love seeing that and i love 
the dragon and I love all of it. And knowing that at the same time, that moment that you lived at the end of Heart of Thorns is happening right alongside this struggle you're fighting in. It's really neat. So actually, I have a question for you. Did you do the you you've done probably the world bosses before you did Dragon's Den, right? Like the world bosses in Courtier, yeah? Yes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 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 Okay. Probably those are pretty epic too, but some of them are super cool. <laughs> yeah, but they but they do have that problem of like as long as you have enough people, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Uh, and they will all, always all, have enough people now. Yeah, and yeah. also the, the fact that I'm unless well. you know the timing, they just kind of randomly appear. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I, I see how Dragon's End, where the entire map is focused on one goal, and you're going in it to do this one thing. It's uh, it's pretty epic, that's for yeah. sure. It's neat. It's cool. Was it Nolan got... North? Oh, was he? What, did Nolan North seriously voice him? I don't actually know. Cool. Was it? Yeah. Oh, neat. That's really? cool. I didn't know that. I didn't Thanks, chat. know that. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. We got it's a little taste of that again. No, no, no. It's <laughs> it. It just everything. Same. Looks yeah. the same. You know. <laughs> we got a little taste of that again with the New World boss. Um, it was fun on release day, at least, to go in. And I felt like they really nailed the difficulty on it this time around. Because, um, like you were saying, like... So many of the other ones, they never, they don't fail. You, it's, you know, as long as you have enough people, you feel like, oh, yeah, this is definitely going to be fine. But, like, when we did the new one, uh, just, like, literally as it released, I mean, we were down to, like, 1%, and we were about to, like, what? Like, it was almost over. The timer was almost up, and everybody's just, like, yelling. And <laughs> I'm glad that they continued that tradition with World Bosses because Dragon Stand definitely, I think, hit home for me how how incredible they could be and how metas and those world bosses could come together to tell a really incredible story. Well, that's mm -hmm. kind of funny as well because you've got everyone shouting and screaming in the last minute when you're like, <laughs> dudes, if you like actually didn't type, you'd be doing more DPS <laughs> <Yeah>. right now. <laughs> Please stop typing. Shut up. We all feel the same. You just missed like 10 abilities by typing that massive sentence. Probably more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. Good question as well, Boots. That was it was awesome, and I think you know all the maps aside. I think everyone. The funny thing is, is I think a lot of people didn't like Heart of Thorns maps until Path of Fire came out, and that's that's how I felt about it. All the way I saw it, anyway, because I did see a lot of new player, newer players, and people who weren't maybe as invested in the game. Heart of Thorns was a difficult beast to maneuver around for a lot of people and it was sure, very sure. off-putting um because yeah, I, definitely I, I, I don't know. open things up for people in in yeah. hard maps uh maps like it i know i know that even though i was able to get through hard thorns easily well easily uh i got through hard thorns fine and i enjoyed the maps but they did in certain cases especially tangled depths feel very claustrophobic mm. um but yeah, with mounts, it just opens everything up for sure. Yeah, like you can, you can go back. Yeah, and yeah. I definitely time. don't regret that. Like Path of Fire went. Ugh, it's like it's it's tough because it went back to what it was. I mean, it, it had to with the theme. Well, There's not much. You but can do, I mean, yeah. they do still, like you said, Jeb. They do still try to keep some of that sense in there, right? Mm -hmm. With some of the verticality and the fact that they really do try to keep masteries that even, you know, mushrooms and stuff, you know, there's still places where you can use those things. 
and it's kind of opening up what they can do with it. Mm. I, I'm really hoping that we maybe see like just a little step closer to Heart of Thorns again with the next X Pack. Just like a little. It doesn't have to be too much because there were times map. where it was daunting. Yeah. But yeah, like a little bit of a push back towards some of that. Um, of course, now we have a lot of fun other content on maps, though, with, um, you know, the light puzzles and even mount puzzles and races and all sorts mm. of stuff. Like, there's ways to keep it interesting. But um, I don't regret that, like, I didn't have to die constantly and pay in my blood just to explore a zone. But, I mean, <sighs> I do I do think there's something to be said about the creativity in, in it and the experience of it, because it is very visceral and people really remember it still to this day, you know? Well, I mean, I think I think a part of that is because Heart of Thorns was designed for the masteries that they the maps were designed for the masteries they put it in, right? It was you you were limited to these areas sure. until you got your glider. You were limited to these areas until you were able to master the uh, jumping mushrooms, mm-hmm. uh, and it was very vertical because those things are very vertical. You could and then still when you access get... maps, you just couldn't do much in them, right? Like you couldn't. You couldn't reach a certain place. Oh, could you? And you still could. It's just difficult. Very difficult. Uh, yeah. And but Path of Fire is the same thing. They they're different maps because they were built to cut you off from certain things with the different mounts you have. Mm. Right. Yeah. So, uh, high, uh, Desert Highlands starts to get more vertical because you're getting the Springer at that point. Mm. And uh, yeah. And you so, you're right. Yeah. Them. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a progression in a different way because they also didn't have level progression, so they did. They wanted to do it in a in a completely different way. That's that's that was their way of you leveling up, essentially, right? Like, and th- this is what where we can talk about like horizontal progression and mount. That's um, not mounts gliders and all of that kind of stuff because obviously you had to learn a language to talk to different people so you could get access to different npcs you had to get the mushrooms like i just said um what else was there the mushrooms the obviously the toxin glider. mastery so you could go in the toxic zones. Oh, yeah that's right um that's really, yeah that's just literally blocking you off from stuff that's not like yeah a movement thing that's mm. Yeah. So there's quite a lot uh, of that that kind of horizontal, and and that was a big choice, wasn't it? As well, like thinking about the fact that you're not going to be hitting above level eighty, but you're going to be hitting a mastery level, which is essentially, and I, I compare this a little bit to it, yeah. So, um, I guess champion points, but also not because that's just continuing levels on a different place where you're at different points to your power. But this wasn't increasing your power. This was essentially increasing your access. I think this was like access is the the key word difference because it's your access to different features and different parts of the game rather than decreasing your your power because you know other than having not having a legendary or an ascended weapon you know you're still gonna be pretty powerful even with an exotic weapon in all honesty it's not a massive boost but it is if you that's a good point because mounts, mounts felt when in Path of Fire came out, mounts felt like uh, just a new thing that improves the game tremendously because they're awesome fun. But Masteries and Heart of Thorns were basically, in a lot of ways, ways to limit your character and progress through mm-hmm. Heart of Thorns specifically. And race. Because you couldn't get to race if you didn't have that. Like it was all about right. access. Yeah. Because. Because not only that, but back then, when it first came out, for quite a while, actually, 
gliding, and obviously there were no jumping mushrooms in the rest of Tyria, gliding wasn't available in Quartiria yet. So you they they added that afterwards. Mm. Your gliding only worked in the Heart of Thorns map. So yeah, it was very it was it was a design choice just to limit your progression as you go in Heart of Thorns. Absolutely. Yeah. And and that was your incentive for doing it. Like it was like you you just like okay, well I don't have this gl- specific gliding mastery that might make my life easier. I can use the um what are they called the rainbow pathways the uh um, ley, li- the ley, lines. ley lines. That's right. I think there was one or two places that you couldn't get to if you didn't have that. Yep, in the you map. And also, but there were places where it would help you get to places quicker. Like you yep. would have to traverse yep. areas and go up and down and. Um, and stuff like that so you were like oh, I could make my life like a lot easier for my alts if I do this thing and also it will make my life easier anyway um, mm. and then it was yeah. so it was about like that kind of access and that could kind of make things a little bit more easier for yourself but then there is of course that that thing is when it's done it's done but then it's the same with leveling like if you hit like the next 10 levels you know you've done that content and it's over and, and that's the, so in a way it's kind of similar but not the same and i don't know i'm still not sure i don't think i would have wanted to go above 80 to be fair because there's still quite a lot of levels in guild wars 2 um in terms of base core levels um the mastery obviously is fine and then and now we're at like crazy numbers in terms of mastery points and different things you can do um yeah i'm not sure about how i feel about them now but you know talking about heart forms i think it was it was a good it was a good way to go, I think, and then having the core mastery stuff as well, looking back to Tyria and the, the base game, and I think it was all kind of like mastery points. I don't know how you guys feel. Do you feel? Do you like mastery points generally? You all right? Yeah. Did there find way to progress in the game? I, I mean, not massively hyped about them, but <laughs> everything. I feel, I feel like definitely the mount masteries are the best type of masteries. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Like you can use them everywhere. The core masteries are fine too because they they brought stuff like a, uh, AOE loot and stuff like the auto auto AOE. That loot. was super handy. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was those were, were were really good. I remember when everyone wanted to farm the core Tyria masteries, and you went to um, Cyrodiil Flame, and you went and farm. <laughs> do you remember that? Do you remember that? I, rem- I I think I remember a podcast you on my yeah. Tpos channel when you guys were talking about that. Um, but then you you just went to Sidor Flame Path One, and you farmed the char that were running in right where you were in the four bubbles, and you need to open the door, and then no one you didn't open the door, and you just legs like, came in and you just farmed them. I think yep. you can still do that. I think you can still do that, right? I can't I remember. So there's also another farm. I don't remember what it was for. I forget. It was around the Heart of Thorns time. It was at Halloween. There was like a lot of bugs on the ground in one of the zones in like the Prince. Uh, oh, I think so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just what in the maze? Hmm. Trying to remember what that was for. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Completely off topic. Yeah, there's loads uh, of those things though, wasn't there? <laughs> there always is. Like this is specific they, place. They corrected that. I forget why. Um. But uh, what was I saying before that? It's the same plate thing as the massive farm that was in um. Right, right, right. Reach, I think, as well. I can't remember something like that. Kessig Seals, that map on the east side. Do you remember mm-hmm. that when people would just get engineers with turrets? And... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then... 
yeah, oh my god. The engineer farm also at uh, okay. We just not just sorry. Oh, yeah, he just, he just brought up memories uh, of these just different events that you, where tons of people would just gather. Well, the thing is, funnily enough, it was an actual ended up being quite a fun community event. Because <laughs> everyone just be there, like just talking about the game, and it'd actually be kind of funny because there were new players or old players, and map, the map was getting you know infested with people, and you're like you you know you end up chatting because you're just farming. Yeah, what are they doing there? <laughs> Uh, yeah but back to masteries yeah i uh i'd say that the best masteries for sure amounts because it seems like most other masteries are there for a specific map to limit your progression in that map so that you stay there longer essentially yeah yeah i i think that's a really that's a very good observation about it i mean masteries i love because they have a lot of possibilities i mean like you were saying, the idea mm. of like how do we provide some kind of incentive that's more horizontal progression versus just this like vertical ascension that's so common. And like by building up different tools that you have in maps, it means that we can do fun things with the maps uh, that maybe other MMOs can't to make it sneakier or have these different elevations or these special puzzles or all these different things because they're just sort of building up their toolkit of stuff that we can navigate with as a player. But it does feel like other than mounts, which is super fun, and I like you, like you were saying, I think they are so great. And a lot of times, the little story that goes with some of the like harder to acquire ones can be fun. And um, the you know steps really feel like you're getting something really great as you like level them up. And then those core ones, where yeah, it affects a lot of other things for you. They are really map specific, yeah. and I would love to see those masteries play like a bigger role. Um, because like chat was kind of saying, it's fun that, you know, some of the heart of thorn thorns ones almost kind of operate as like rep systems in a sense where like, sure, if you level this up, then they will help you or you'll have, you know, this thing, or you'll see them with you on the map. I think they could do some really neat things with expanding like their view of masteries to even encompass additional stories or like relationships and, and themes, as opposed to just like how to navigate a map or be able to go to places that you can't. Um, mm. that would be something that would be a lot of fun and would maybe have a little bit more of like a far reaching thing if we could have it affect a lot of stuff, kind of like being able to AOE loot or, you know, something that would give you a bigger, a bigger picture to work towards besides just a map uncovering. Yeah. And it's funny because Heart of Thorns Masteries were the first masteries and they were, um, essentially map specific masteries at the time even though it was so novel because it was the first time you could glide and mm -hmm. it was it was exciting in its own way then but looking back at it if they didn't expand it to the rest of Tyria it would have been very much like the masters you get today in living world um but uh but but they did expand to the rest of Tyria and they made the mounts and so masteries overall I'd say are a great addition to the game but I would really enjoy it, like you said, Chest, if they made more universal masteries rather than map-specific masteries. And that's probably a conversation for the expansion. Maybe. Yep. Maybe. Indeed. I'm to have to remember that. Okay, raids! I don't know how much you guys have raided. Uh, have you raided? I've raided. Oh, yeah. yeah. There you go. Bird of Chess is a pro raider in, in the Final oh, no, Fantasy. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. Were those words that came out of your mouth? Just, <laughs> you're like, oh, five, eight, <laughs> yeah. In, in Final Fantasy, yes, I would say I'm probably, I'm, I'm adequate. Maybe I'm more technically proficient. Guild Wars 2 raids, there's still a lot that I have 
have a head to learn. But um, I've cleared about half of, of all of the wings at this point um, through to mm. the end. And it's been really fun. Like, I'm not going to lie. The raids in Guild Wars 2 are very different in a lot of ways. But um, I am glad they eventually decided to put them in. Because when you were asking earlier, like, did you think they, why would they bring these? Do you think it was a good idea that they brought raids to Guild Wars 2? I do. I do think it was good. Because MMOs, just as part of their nature... Um, what people are usually looking for in them, right? The first questions you hear out of people. Uh, what are the classes I can play? What is the endgame content like? What is mm. the PvP mode? Is there competitive PvP mode? Like, there is sort of a list of things that people want from an MMO. So putting in something that is an endgame content that, um, you know, allows you to have this epic fantasy feel and allows you to work towards some endgame, you know, gear and special rewards and things like that while also expanding on some of the stories in the world is great. Mm. Um, are they what you can expect from a lot of other raids? Yes and no, but I kind of love that because when you look at the fact that there's not like a traditional trinity in Guild Wars 2, and even though raiding probably takes you the closest to it, mm. it's really fun looking at what do we have in this game that we can use and then seeing the creative ways that they sort of challenge players to come up with solutions in raiding. So for me, while all the fights may not always be the most technically insane, and some of them are pretty difficult, but, you know, like, there's a pretty wide gap of difficulty in the raids, it is still really fun to go in the first time. And especially, I mean, people know all the metas, they know all the builds, they know all the things now, but it's fun to go in and be like, wait, hold up, what does this boss do? It's a big sloth and it sets me on fire? Okay, hold on. How do we stop the fire? Does anybody have a way to stop it? I died again. Can we cleanse it? Can we like? And I mean, the you're fact looking that over you there. You're not looking to where the revenant was earlier. You're just looking <laughs> over there. Like, it's is like, it, are you back there? <laughs> Can I someone get that. rid of this I, thing? <laughs> it's fun no that like between. Between bosses, you might change a build. Between bosses, you might even swap out comps. You might go into something and it's completely non-traditional as a boss, but there's a way to solve it. And I think it made me open up my mind to like the fun of raiding mm. and how much fun it can be. And people forget that because, um, you know, it's about the rewards, it's about the clears. Mm. But I I think that in Guild Wars 2, they, they've done something really fun. And, and Heart of Thorns, I mean, released that and set that precedent. Um, and I can't imagine what a challenge that was to try and balance and figure out how we implement this in a game where we don't have these traditional roles. Like, I just, I don't, man. It's, it's genius. Uh, it's also very unique, right? Because, like, I don't know uh, Final Fantasy or ESO. Rating in those games, do you just like wow have a gear progression yes yeah so that's the progression. well okay there's a strict gear progression in 14 eso is a little more similar to guild wars 2 in sort of style um it's more sets set pieces sets. so you get like new armor sets the power isn't different other than the bonus that you get towards the end of having those sets so eso is very different in terms of you can have a couple of different sets on you at same one time which is the rune basically in guild wars 2 and then you can get like um 
either it's mainly cosmetic as well at the end like completely getting a new skin and stuff like that it's not it is like Burger Chess says it's not really I mean you could say it's power because of the power of the set bonuses that you get which is where ESO's power kind of is to be fair but um, the ESO rating is very stereotypical really to be okay. fair of, of what a raid is you've still got your okay. trinity and guild wars 2 it i mean like Bird just well, said it's, is, it's, it, it's the difference between guild wars 2 and let's say wow the one i'm more familiar with mm. uh it doesn't get easier the more gear you get it gets easier the better you get mm-hmm. uh and and wow basically back in the day was very much about being able to do enough DPS because your gear is good enough because you've grinded this enough. Mm. Um, and you can't do that in this game because there is a maximum gear. There is a maximum level. and uh, There's less and... people, there's movement, and there's dodging. And there's exactly. mobility is important, and there are people, and you need that. Like you, you can't like with a tab targeting game like it's when where it's just obviously you can tab target good also, but like, <laughs> um, but like like I say with WoW like when it was made and you know the old school rating games it is very much about that that rotation of abilities and it's the same in Guild Wars too. You obviously have to do your rotation right to get the maximum DPS, but you also it is still very reliant on individuals to perform specific roles on a lot of bosses. There are obviously face role bosses that you, you know, and and this is going to be the top end who will give me shit about this probably. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we're not talking about them. Um, where, you know, you'll be able to trounce a boss um, by, you know, just DPSing. But there's not many bosses I can think you can do that. There's a lot of intricate, detailed bosses where you have to do some so many specific things and you have to assign a lot of people to do these things there's a tank doing this there's someone there's two teams on different platforms i'm thinking of the latest raid wing um i can't remember his name um where you have to be on different platforms dpsing different bosses and you have to take them down at the same time you know there's even from the very beginning the first boss you take down you know you need to make sure that you have everyone sectioned out into different areas to make sure that this boss dies you know the the right. red and the blue boss. I, what's the first boss in raid in the raid called? Jesus. Yeah, Vigi, yeah, that, that's it. Well, got him. Um, and yep. you, you know, you have to make sure you've got condition damage, power damage, blah blah blah. And it's like, okay, from the very first boss, they've already said this is something we're going to be doing. You know, you, and this is going to continue through raids well, because they had so- to make it difficult, even if you have the best gear in the game. Yeah. Yeah, and there's so many different ways to answer the questions of the raids in Guild Wars 2, which I, I find to be what fun. What are the questions of the raids? Just... The questions of the raids, I mean, like you were saying, like, how much DPS do we need to take mm. it down? But then in Guild Wars 2, we can break that even further. What kind of DPS do we need? Yes. Because it's rare in a lot of MMOs where that, like, delineation between Condi damage or damage over time, for anybody who might not know, um, Condi damage versus power damage is a distinct thing that can actually matter. Like with VG, like you were saying, there is a one particular thing, one particular sort of split ad that can only take Condi damage. So, And then there's break bar damage. Yeah, so like there's all of this, and break bar damage is a whole other thing. Like there's all these different types of damage that you need to understand. So it's like, how much damage do we need? Mm-hmm. All right. How can we stay alive through incoming damage? How can we heal, recoup, or mitigate the damage? What kind of damage is incoming to us? Um, 
how is aggro wrangled? That's another big question. Is there aggro? Which is a question that Guild Wars 2 has that most other Trinity games don't. Do we have Shirt Chronomancer's a tank? Yeah, but in this fight, the boss gonna get mad at you if you look if you look at him funny. Or like in this fight, the boss might just get mad at you because he feels like it. Or in this one, because you have this many stacks. Or in the, you know, like whatever it is, there's all these different like questions to it that they have as possibilities. And there are things about Guild Wars 2 raids that like I'm not super keen on. I think sometimes they are not always the most consistent about illustrating AoEs, for example, or like what is a beneficial effect versus what is a detrimental effect. Um, sometimes there are lag issues or weird RNG things. Like, again, we can go back to VG because it's the most basic. You know, a green spawn somewhere so far away, you're just like, well, <laughs> okay, bye-bye. Like, or, you know, weird, like, weird or stuff like that. Or you use distortions like we did like back in the day. <laughs> when Speaking just... of back in the day, though, this is interesting. I like this conversation because we have someone who started playing two years ago. Mm-hmm. Back when raids were kind of already um, figured out. That's thinking, not, you obviously see. Not the, That's obviously thinking. not the new ones that were coming out after you, uh, you joined the game, but raids in general were figured out as a group composition as your general rotations etc uh but when raids first came out it was a lot harder because nobody really knew how to properly dps nobody really knew that you needed to have quickness yeah <laughs> no for your, at all. for your party it's different so, like it's different than kettle of fish i remember in world v world or we I used to be a big World v. World player, and when when we started to actually understand that boons were so important, we used to stat. We used to have ra- we used to have nights of World v. World practice where we would literally go from one spot to the other and practice gathering as a group, getting our boons sorted, and having like stacking might, stacking swiftness. Like that would be thirty forty minutes before we even went into a raid, like and went went like traveling around World v. World. Like that, we did that for months, and it was yeah, until then, we had it down. So then before the before you started your raid, you'd start stacking all your stuff, walk into VG for the first time, yeah. and all your boots are gone. And you're like, wait, damn it. I learned how to stack before. Yes. And then you'd have to do it while you're on the run, while you're doing the thing. And it's like another extra thing you have to learn. And then it's like, there's no taunt. Actually, I actually thought, because Revenant brought in taunt, right? Um, that's when they brought started to bring in the taunt effect. And... I was thinking, that was gonna I thought it was going to be a thing for raids. So I was like, at the beginning, I was like, all oh, right. That's, I think before they actually, did they announce Revenant before raids? I can't remember. It might have been something. And I was like, oh, they're bringing in a taunt. So are they actually going to have this as a thing? Where it's just, you know, we know what it is, toughness. But, um, yeah. which is interesting. Um, because but it doesn't it's, do it. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, it's just, like, it's not an ability. You just like, you, you have the toughness and, and that's the tank that's it and that's that's like okay cool we don't need that ability why you know why why should i have to press an ability just to get a mob to attack me it seems ridiculous get rid of that (laughs) and i like that i really do um but you know it wasn't their attention you know dungeons i'm no one knew did anyone know that tough the highest toughness i think it was always talked about and then people knew but not everyone knew doing that in dungeons i thought it was, got introduced in raids just the i don't, the toughness I don't think he did no i think it was talked about way before 
and I think they worked out that the person who had the highest toughness was the person getting. I just remember reading about it before. Because that is, that is revelatory think, to me. That's that's. I think that's what I've it been was. playing this game for eight years, and I do not know that in dungeons. Yeah, I think so. Came. I mean, you can go check it. Like maybe maybe that's the way it works now. I don't know, but I'm pretty sure that's how it works in dungeons as well. Um, huh. Or has it always been? Are you sure? I thought it was something to do with toughness. Oh, it's not. It's not? Okay. Fair how it works as far as I know, dungeon aggro, who knows? <laughs> anyway. But like I mean that's where they I mean, you don't need to necessarily have again, you know, dungeons were different and it's in, in their inception. I'm still really sad that they never really did anything like that. Um I mean, you know, I you've got fractals and everything else and that's cool, but I just want a good old fashioned I want I love those dungeons in Guild Wars, so they were very unique. Um but yeah, I kind of wish. That was anyway, that's something else. Um, yeah. But yeah, raids. Um, and also bringing in the legendary armor. And because, you know, even though it's. That wasn't like Half Fawns. I mean, it technically is Half half Fawns because it's raids. Because you can't raid without Half Fawns. Um, I think that was, you know, they brought in the legendary armor. I would still remember. Um, what's his name? Oh, God. Flipping out. He used to create content with wooden potatoes. Um, oh, uh, with wooden potatoes? No, not Brazil. <laughs> no, no, no. It was. Um, uh, oh, uh, and they did. Matt, uh, Mike. Visual. Matt Visual. Matt, Matt Visual. Yeah. <laughs> and he was talking about legendary armor years ago. And when it came out, mm. I still remember the day like that they announced that, and he was just like, "Yeah," because I remember talking about actual legendary armor, and then going for that, and then that's when I got into raids. Um, and I actually raided with Aurora Peachy. It was like every week on a Wednesday. Yeah, and it was. Um, and Bogota was in that raid before I joined, um, <laughs> but then he he left. So I think I I not, don't think I took his spot, but. I was in there with Aurora Peach and some other people and we did that. I was doing that for a year or so. Um, and there was another group before that and it, it got tiresome. Um, I think it's just it got tiresome just because the, the amount of actual raid content that came out wasn't enough to sustain my interest and is a streamer as well, you know, playing all these games. Um, which is different experience, but you know, I, there's so much there. And if you ha- if you haven't played the raids and you want to try and get into a group, I would suggest that you know, kind of try to if you can. That's another conversation about how to get into raids. But um, there it's is, yeah, that's a very long conversation. Um, but it's very yeah. unique experience and something that I agree with them bringing in and i think you know it was good that they kind of went back on their stance because they did say that they didn't really want to bring in raids this is actually something they kind of insinuated said but never said no we're not gonna do it because i think that would be dangerous like no we're never gonna do this but like you know three years later um so yeah i think that was good that they can i think that's good that they can do that and they can go back and and i don't think they ever thought they would even bring mounts in to be fair um, so there is something to say, though. I mean, Heart of Thorns, for all the amazing things about it, did have its downsides, didn't it? What was one of its downsides? Well, I would mm. say one of its downsides is they did spend a decent amount of time after it first came out fixing a lot of things that had to do with it, like re uh, rebalancing the rewards, rebalancing the grind, 
Um, I think this is and... where not having a PTS is hurts hurts really. Yeah. No. I think this sure, is where sure. it hurts them. And and because maybe because of the fact that they spent so much time uh, developing only Heart of Thorns up until the time it launched, and then working on fixing things from Heart of Thorns after mm. it launched, they had that first period of time where I think it was like six months or something of no content. Yeah, that was a big, a big drought. I think there was some uncertainty. I feel like there was uncertainty around that time. Was that that was when the big story drought? Was it was it six months until they had story? I forget how long it was, but it felt like a million months. <laughs> yeah, we haven't talked about Guildhall. <laughs> That's actually yeah. true. We should probably talk about that. We and we can talk. We can kind of bring in what you're saying as well, Boots. To be fair, because I think that's quite a good place to talk about Guildhall's actually, um, and expectations and and their usage now, maybe and maybe you know how and and also the new borderland for world v world that's another thing and stronghold i think you've actually made it that's a good transition to be fair actually because all these things that are coming up are, are probably the things that didn't work as as well as as maybe they had hoped and expected and maybe including the... probably also including legendaries at that time what yeah. the new ones well, the fact that a lot of people love uh, everybody loves legendaries, but the fact that Heart of Thorns is marketed as having a whole new set of legendary weapons, uh, not completing them, and then only completing them after even Path of Fire came out. Right, right, right. Have they Ooh, even completed oh, them? Have they even? They completed? have completed. Them now. They are now finished the second set of all the legendary weapons. But but not this. They didn't do it in the same manner. No, no, no. they did. So, they. Uh, that's like the they started thing. the yeah the first legendary weapons that came out after Heart of Thorns tied to the release of Heart of Thorns mm. all had interesting masteries to complete with them mm. uh, story with them as well I think that was very difficult to produce unfortunately so very long process, uh, yeah. so so yeah so it took a long time to do and then they said okay you know what we're still going to give you all of these legendaries that we promised just they're not going to be quite as fleshed out as they were. It was with. a big. So if if you don't know and you, you're listening or you're watching, it basically Heartforms brought in a new legendary weapon um, way to get them. So you would still have to get all these items put together to get the legendary, but you would do different things. Like the idea was to build this weapon from the base up, and then you would go through this story, like Bruce was saying, different achievements which unlocks where you had to go through these this pathway. And uh, how many did they launch with three? Was it two or three? Four. Is it four? Maybe yeah um and yeah they didn't do any others did they do one more which ones have stories we've got did they do the short bow no yeah what does chupa chumpa what yeah okay, yeah kutsu does it have a story i don't think so i can't remember does it have pistol never, never definitely yeah. that's three Kudzu, I think, was an no, no, no. That wasn't an original. It wasn't original. There's, there's. De I think there's one more. We said Astralaria. Yeah. Okay. Well, we at least have three: Astralaria, Chumpawat. Yeah, hope. And yeah, 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 it was the pistol. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. hope. Nevermore. Chuka, nevermore. Astral hope. Nevermore was definitely did. Yeah, that's true. I think. Yeah. Hope. But that's a lot. That was a lot of uh, 
a lot of work and and that's fair enough and i think you know a lot of people were let down by that but i think in the end they just kind of admitted that it was going to take two for the amount of effort and work that went into that for the amount of people that were going to be able to get through it and do it i just it's just not worth it it's is yeah. you know putting resources into places which is it's just not good business is it you know you don't you don't do, you don't put you know a ton of people into this one thing pay them a wage and then you no know, not many people are playing it essentially and okay yeah so, there's loads of people shouting about the fact that they want to do it but it's not enough so at PAX East, okay. uh, I met at, at that party that you were at too, Jebro. Yep. Uh, we got to met, meet some of the devs, and I got to talk to Colin Johansson for a little bit. Ooh. And at that time, the it was smile. Before... <laughs> nice the guy. The sword-wielding legend. <laughs> uh, and at that time, uh, I think it was before Hearthrones came out, and he was talking about how... Uh, how the legendary weapons is going to ship with a few of them, mm-hmm. but not all of them. And I think I remember telling him, I'm sure that's fine as long as they're the ones that, that replace the, the, the silly joke ones, right? Because in the original set of legendary weapons, you got stuff like Quip, which is kind of a joke weapon. You got stuff like the bow, which is shoots unicorns, which is a joke weapon. And I said, I'm sure... That's I'm not sure a joke the- to a lot of people, Boots. I think that's a very, you know, daring, daring comment to make. I mean, there are a lot of people in this chat I know that have that bow and take it very seriously. Unicorns are... I know, I knew she'd say something. Pretty good. <laughs> just like, yep. Yeah. What are you talking about? Unicorn bow... Makers come out and uh, coming out of the chat now. <laughs> yeah, so I feel bad. I feel bad that maybe, maybe my words. It was all made, you. Made it okay for ArenaNet not to release all of the things at once or Someone try harder that. to come make them come out. Take, take it to Reddit. That will get many views and so much rage. <laughs> yeah, it, it is hard because they have so many weapons in the game, and of course, you want everybody to have at least something cool that they can work towards no matter what they're you know doing or running yeah and i do i love the idea of a weapon having a story and like if you're gonna put that time into it you know for me personally the last thing that i want is just like collect ten thousand of this one thing and you will not do anything else until you have ten (laughs) thousand of it and it will take you three years like that drives me crazy in games whereas if they say to me like here's this really cool story it's going to be a really long haul but it's really worth it and at the end you're going to have this thing and you're going to feel this connection to it and you're going to really feel like you earned it i love that but i mean you both bring up a really good point of no matter what people say how many people are actually going to complete that content and if it's a matter of like do we just release the skins because at the end of the day they want this legendary thing or Mm. they want this shiny or they want this whatever and we devote those story resources elsewhere then like yes i'm you know i understand like allocate it elsewhere um i didn't realize that they had had said that and like then the release didn't quite pan out but i'm glad they at least got through all the gen 2 stuff and we're seeing some new ones again because they are cool for people who really want to work towards them or want that grinding content yeah it's, it's, they're still there they're not removed yet so that is something you can do at least it's still there um right let's move on um da, 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 da. we're gonna go to let's talk about guild halls very briefly i know probably got like 20 minutes or so um and i don't want to go on too much longer in case 
people do have to go. I don't know how you guys are sorted. Are you okay for a bit? I want to cook dinner at some point. <laughs> Eat dinner where, at some point. Where? When would that be? Uh, I could go for I'm... maybe another... I definitely have to be not here anymore in half an hour. Okay, well, there you go then. Boom. Is that okay? Okay. Yeah, that sure. works for me. Okay, half an hour. Um, guild halls started. I think the guild halls were awesome um, to start with. Definitely like, whoa, there's two guild halls. We can claim them back. Initial thing, boom. But how did you guys, did you experience, did you get to experience that by the yeah, we went, so I didn't experience it at release, but when we, like, after we had formed our guild and we were at the point where we could, we put together a big group and we captured the hall on stream together, which was so fun. I loved being able to do that, and I loved that, like, having a place for your guild in Guild Wars 2 wasn't just like, but well, here you go, now you can put some crafting stations. It was like, you have to go together and you must earn it. And that was really, that was a really unique experience. And I, I feel like it definitely made me, you know, feel like when we go into the hall now, I'm like, we did this, like, we got this, we built it. And that's like, that's a neat feeling. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Look, look right? I, I love the concept of guild halls. I love the way you you get them. I love the fact that they exist. But they definitely kind of stopped. It's pretty the- cool, man. <laughs> yeah, <that's> fine. <laughs> Gifted me a sub and I had to respond to it. <laughs> All right, yeah. <laughs> it's, I know what you mean, yeah. And he's like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah, it's pretty cool. That normally covers it. I'm listening, like talking about something. The words that you said. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> she enjoyed them basically and had the opportunity to get them unlocked recently. That's it. I just liked capturing it. I thought that was yeah. fun. She yeah. thought they were pretty cool as well. <laughs> they were pretty they were all right it was cool cool. i do agree that it feels like that we had much to build on that yeah like beyond that you know i mean once we upgraded everything which did take a long time and um there's a lot of neat possibilities in it and guild missions are a lot of fun um but i i would love to see like it's just tough because it feels like a half measure you know what i mean it's like <laughs> here's this thing we're core of a lot of your gameplay about your guilds and your cooperation and we're going to give you all sorts of stuff if you work at it yeah. but then on the other side it was almost like they went oh i don't know though because what if people don't have guilds and yeah. uh, a lot of effort and um yeah it's, it's a little strange because you can still do so many cool things with it like uh you could i, I see tons of people making like um roller beetle racetracks in there which is awesome i love that uh i i used to do videos uh with wp where they his guild hall would make gigantic jumping puzzles which mm. was amazing um but it's very so niche you, very you, niche you, there's a lot of things you can do with it and i feel like there's so much more that could be added to it mm-hmm. but i just can't 
I don't know what would that be. I like it's weird. I feel like there should be more added to guild halls, but I can't off the top of my head tell you what those things are. That's actually going to be the next podcast. I just decided guilds guilds is going to be the next podcast. Let's do a podcast about guilds <laughs> and their stuff and what they're going to be doing because that <laughs> is, is a place is like. Yeah. And if anyone in chat has an idea that they want to see for a podcast about Guild Wars Two, wise like I'm always thinking about podcasts and what to do. So if you have a something that you think, oh, you know, not many people cover that, then like you know, subjects um, and stuff uh, mm-hmm. would be useful. Actually, World View World might be a good one. I need to get some. Need to get some knowledgeable peoples about that because I don't know about it anymore. Um, but yes, and and that's the thing about um guild halls is where does it go from from now on? Like where does it go? Like the arenas that they weren't really that used very much, and still not really other than by. I don't know actually. I don't even think world v world peeps use those anymore. Um, yeah. That's gonna be another conversation. Otherwise, we could go on for a while. But like, but that was one. That I think one of the things which was, you know, initially the inception was like, this is gonna be awesome, and it was very cool. I remember streaming it myself. I remember getting the new one in Puff of Fire and being like, oh, this is cool. Um, but then you know, once you've got the vendor, and you know, I go in there to grab the reward, the you know, the extra XP or the extra PVP reward potion, and then that's that's really it. Um, and look at the statues maybe every so often and like yeah, the the statues are fun. look at your statues sorry Jeez. not of me <laughs> <laughs> like the monument built to jebro he yeah. just goes and admires them it's this big egg <laughs> yeah i do i love that there are i mean okay so guild halls obviously have things you're obviously going to talk about them more in detail but i mean to be fair, I think this is a problem that a lot of MMOs have mm-hmm. because there's always this idea of like, let's make a like your company or your guild or your whatever sort of the, this hub of social experience. But then how that's actually like realized in the game can be kind of hit or miss, you know, um, as far as like what the guild hall does provide. I do think that it provides you some pretty nice stuff. And I mean, it gives people an alternative way to uh, even get some, you know, ascended, you know, ascended items or things like that. If you're doing guild missions, there's some fun little bonus, you know, items and minions or miniatures that you can pick up. There are ways that you can see like, hey, we killed this thing this many times and here's a cool statue. And like, that's pretty fun because it really does scale with all the different bosses you've done. And especially like with our group when we do learning progression rating, it's really fun to see how we've come and like put all those statues out and be like hey look at what we've all accomplished Mm. and you know the different tiers of that but when it comes to like what incentivizes people to continue to go back and what makes this something that like becomes something for everybody um in future expansions or continues to develop that is a big question and i like that they were introduced but like everybody is saying i think heart of starting point but we haven't really seen the fruition of it so Mm. There are possibilities, and I wouldn't be surprised if we ever get some kind of guild versus guild or alliance versus alliance. I mean, that's a whole nother possibility. Leaderboards in the guild hall or something could be fun. I mean, there's a million, there's a million like possible little things that you could put in there. But I mean, even just having some of the mining nodes, some of the experience buffs, some of the items you can pick up, it's nice. But um, there could be more. Mm. I, I mean, that's ripe for the, the developing in the new expansion for sure. Oh, we've got a Jebro who's 
distracted. Got yeah, distracted. I was just saying thank you for the host. Sorry. I'm just, you know, I feel rude if I don't say thank you, but Valen, thank you for the raid. Because that was uh, a lot of peeps, but I appreciate it as well. Hello. Um, everybody. We're talking about heart fonts right now. Uh, Inks was here. Inks was here, I'm sorry. Um, he's he's not feeling too well. So he's had to bail, but it's all good. We'll get him on another one in future, I promise. Next one, probably. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, I'm going to talk about that another day, I think, as well. But yeah, it's, there's the Inception, cool, later on. Uh, and that's it. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll just go on to the next thing. Um, and I think, you know, with, with specifically, like, Know, arenas there's still definitely stuff that, that could be done there i i for some reason i had in my head this weird horde mode thing which i was like you know what if you could compete with people like in your guild and like kill loads of mobs and just have this there's so many possibilities um but i don't think you know they're there yet with that maybe like boots said and and but just said something maybe in the future hopefully you never know yeah. um yeah. i'm gonna go to quickly the world v world map and i don't know if but it's just you ever went in there. I know, well, I know Boots definitely would have been in there. I would have been. Um, I have been in World versus World. No, 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 no. The newer map. The, the newer map. Oh, it's five well, it's years old. But... The red <laughs> yeah. I've been, I think I've been at least, I think I've set foot on the maps. But I do not know much of anything. I got a big cat, and I love, I love my Warclaw. And that's, that's about okay. my level experience. So, Boots, you take this one. You take it away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but may I suggest you go into World vs. World with your gang, because it's a lot of fun. I need to try it. I do. I'm really interested in it, honestly. I think it's daunting to new players when you, or like people who are new to the game mode, I should say. When you first get in, and everybody's just like, they know the jam, and you're in the corner just like, I found a cool treat, guys. Oh, that looks bad. What do I do to help you? You know? Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, you'll get into it, I'm sure, at some point. Um, but yeah, so the the Borderland, the, the desert Borderland, which came in Heart of Thorns, has a history to it, right? It's uh, It was given as a preview to all of the partners, all of the uh, streamers and stuff, before it released and uh for the most part i think we all kind of liked it i think the people who actually did a lot of world versus world who tested it out said this is maybe a bit too big and hard to navigate to properly do world versus world it was in. like heart of fawns but in world versus world, like the actual maps like it was yeah. there was a lot and there was a lot of pve oh. stuff as well yeah as well at but the at beginning. Time, it was a little bit too late to iterate on it yeah so so it got introduced into the game as is and replaced every single borderland mm -hmm. at the same time. So no longer did you have the green and the blue borderland, which is the alpine borderlands. That used to be the only borderland that existed, and they just replaced every every single one of them with the desert it borderland. It wasn't going to come back either. There was going to be no rotation. It was the new and and it came in and no one really liked it. No. <laughs> <laughs> and and when I say no one really liked it, they did not like it at all. <laughs> it was like, yeah, because it was too big. It was too it wasn't big. The world map, yeah, and it was too vertical for people to. Because you also didn't have gliding in 
World versus World at the time, and you also didn't have mounts in World versus World at that time. So think of playing a Heart of Thorns map as a PvP map where there's like a lot of, you know, uh, verticality, very, very, very difficult to go around, and also a lot of trees and stuff in certain areas or mm. things blocking your view. You don't know where your enemy is, so you're tr- looking as hard as you can for fights, but you can never find anyone to fight because they're just like so far away from you at the time. Mm. Uh, the map itself, <laughs> the map itself is beautiful. Like, it's a oh, nice yeah, map, nice. and there were some really nice ideas. And the keeps were cool, and the little mini bosses and the events and stuff. It was a lot of good stuff, but they could have just had it as a PVE map. So now, catch me up. Have they ever like adjusted this map and reintroduced it to the game? It's they in the game. Have, still they, in there. So they, oh, oh, you were saying because you were saying earlier you should check it. Okay, it's, ro- so, it's in rotation. It's the red. No, it's not in rotation. Is it, it is, on rotation? It is always the red Borderland. Oh, and is it oh. is it the way it was when it was first released? Yeah. Still or really? stuff. It seems like with mounts, it would be and gliding. Like you were saying, now with mounts and gliding, but it was very difficult at the beginning. Still, it is it is still the least populated Borderlands. uh, Whenever Will vs. World is happening, yeah, definitely interesting. That seems like it could be really. There's a lot of potential in the idea of like, how do we change up a landscape for a fight? And saying like, oh, if we have a lot of drop offs or issues where maybe you can't, I mean, glide if if that's a thing. you know, knockback becomes much more important. Like, how can I strategically position to catapult somebody off the edge of this? But if you're running into this issue where it's like, well, I can't really time sneak attacks because I don't really know where anybody's going to be. I can't really push them off because, again, I may not rush. I may not run into anybody. And mm-hmm. like not being able to quickly adjust or like to a call where somebody says, hey, we spotted someone here. And then you can cover that ground really quickly to get there. Like, those seem to be the big issues. But... If they with mounts and things, if they were able to adjust that or like give some other incentive for it, it feels like that could be really fun and challenging, and maybe let stealth characters kind of shine a little more. Or like, there's not yeah, there's a lot of possibilities with it. It just didn't pan out, unfortunately. Uh, the so Obsidian comes up with something very important. It's true. There was actually an event in the center of the new map when it was first released, and it was like. Uh, you had to claim a certain thing in the middle. Uh, I forget exactly what it is. Maybe Isn't somebody in the chat could... Power or health? I can't yeah. In some kind but of way. I don't remember how it worked exactly, and remember. it doesn't really matter because it doesn't exist anymore. They did take that out. I don't know if it was because people weren't doing it or if because it was too powerful and annoying or something. Uh, but But yeah, they took that out at least. They also, I don't know if this was before Heart of Thorns or after Heart of Thorns, uh, the other Borderlands used to have a giant lake in the middle instead of the current rune system. Oh, that was before. That was when they were trying to get rid of the underwater combat stuff. And then they added the small points to, um, uh, I think that was after the first year and a half, two years maybe. Because, yeah, they had the, they raised, like pretty much raised things up, I guess, almost to a degree it felt like. But then, yeah, because it, you had a point, I think a point was was a point underwater. I can't remember. Maybe not actually. Um, but then they added the little four nodes, right? That gave you the actual extra boons and stuff. Yeah, it was a that was a long time ago. That changed. Full that. underwater world versus world map. Let's go. It, oh, yeah, <laughs> I mean that's what's coming. Right? 
That's what's coming. That was good, Lord. <laughs> but I mean, I, I was surprised actually that when Path of Fire came out, they didn't make a new Borderland. I guess they were scarred from the release of the first Borderland yeah. in part of Orange that they were just like, we're not doing this ever again. It was unfortunate. I, it was one of those things. I feel, I feel like they could do it though. I feel like they could have one more Borderland. The green Borderland should be the Alpine Borderland. The red borderland should be this desert borderland, and the blue borderland should be the Cantha borderland. It would be cool if they were different, because it would give your server a little bit more identity, I think, at the time, but in that in that matchup. But then it's about, like, fairness. Like, if you haven't got the board, yeah. same borderland in each... It's like balance, you know? It's like, if you haven't got the same thing, it's it's weird. It's a weird... But if you switched it round enough and everyone got to go, it's, it's just like... I don't know. Yeah, that's a that's a longer conversation as well, I think. Um, <laughs> but let's let's go into the next thing, and that that's you know, as soon as we're kind of on the whole PvP thing train, um, Stronghold, hmm. which got which was the new PvP game mode. Can I just? I don't even have anything. I don't have any input. But all I want to say is that on the outline, all that I see is Stronghold PvP, first and only. Bo- oh dear. <laughs> 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 and <Yeah>. that's it <laughs> that's actually true <laughs> okay so oh. when i do um when i do podcasts i wrote a bunch of notes and i send it to these guys i can actually prove it um and <laughs> you, you sent it to me 10 minutes before the podcast so i was fully prepared for this podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was well i mean you, you're here you know that's important but yeah, oh dear is 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 true with stronghold. Is it still in the game? I feel like it's still in the game. Yeah, it's in the game. Like you could still queue for it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is they they had it in ranked for a long time? Do you remember that? I know. I know. About a month after it came out, I unchecked the box to queue for it <laughs> when I PvP. Um, I was going to guys. I don't okay. know if. It... So for those of us who, again stumbled blindly into pvp or world versus world because we focus more on endgame pve i'll give, give you the story give me the story so okay. when the the inception the reason why stronghold came in was because at the time and leading up to this one the biggest esports really were things like dota and league of legends mobas yeah um, there was the big at the time exactly and that's where esports was and then there was like csgo and stuff but really league and and dota were like you know league was probably more heard of and seen than anything else other than the international probably for dota and um there were loads of other moba clones coming out and everything else so this was like a how do we combine this with an esport potentially to launch it to attract these kinds of people really i guess as well even though it's not a moba and it's an mmorpg um but to maybe bring something new so basically you've got a lane each we know what a mobas are right um it's basically you've got a lanes you work your way down the lane you kill the thing in the end um whatever the core um with this it, the idea in guild wars 2 is that you work your way down the lane and you kill the lord that is in the keep at the end and there are two doors between you and that keep lord that you have so you have to take them the doors because they're not like world v world doors you have to use mobs that are in your lane like in a moba that you send down to attack the tower the tower is the door 
in okay. this case. Um, and you would have two mobs. One would be a script bomber. The other one would be, is it a Tengu archer? Tengu, it's yeah. a Tengu archer. Um, and you would yeah, have to kill heroes. them. Yes, and you would get heroes as well that you could channel buffs um, every so often. It would pop up. Heroes from the past of uh, in Guild Wars 1. And I think, you know, you've got Tybalt as well. He's one of the heroes. Um, yeah. And there's a des- uh Who? What other heroes are yeah, Tibbles. Tibbles. Yeah. Tibbles. Yeah. And you can get armor yeah. for them and stuff as well, and like different armor looks. And Tibbles there's a whole thing. Right, though. It's uh, I forget how to unlock Tibbles. It's through one. I of need the... to master this one PvP mode that nobody plays. So oh I no, people play it. It's Tibbles. it's still actually people do actually play it. You can queue up and you probably get a queue popping on ranks pretty quick. Actually, to be fair, yeah, you can, and it's in. Um, it's actually a nice. It's a beautiful map. Actually, it is fun. I actually still have fun in it every so often when I accidentally queue into it. But <laughs> so, what was the downside? Like, what about this just did not work within? Well, Gilbert's the series? reason why it was people didn't like it was a, a lot of it was a top end pro players didn't like it, um, and that filtered down quite heavily but also because it was such such a difference from conquest and like the more skillful kind of conquest rotational macro micro management of the game and like thinking about that kind of stuff that people just didn't connect with it at all um and and because of that because the streaming and the opinions as well and i'm not saying you know the mode is lacking in a lot of different ways it is um and you know it was unfortunate that it did go the way it did like that a lot of that opinion went down you know if it's not cool and those guys ain't gonna like it it ain't gonna be popular um especially for a competitive term yeah it's also that like you need to have very different uh play styles in conquest versus stronghold so you can't really queue for them at the same time so you really got to choose one or the other Mm -hmm. when you're queuing games uh, i see okay it's almost a choice people didn't, choose... <laughs> people didn't choose stronghold as a thing yeah it was almost a choice that you had to make it was right and i think they thought that maybe they would bring it would bring world v world players in or a different kind of player in we had an event when it first launched i casted it on the guild wars 2 channel um and it was it was you know i had to, i had fun and i was hyped for it but it just didn't work out and and it was it was it's just not as good as conquest it's not as fun I mean, it, in terms of competitiveness, sorry, and that's just my opinion. Um, in terms of competitiveness and skill and everything else, like you, you're playing, it's a different set of skills that you're using. Did they have ranked season? They did have Conqu- ranked, uh, yeah. And, but yeah. it was mixed with com- with conquest, so okay. people were farming rank off stronghold. Right. And you could just there were cheesy builds where you could just stealth things up to the because you can stealth mobs, right? Um, Rook, so like you can stealth all these bombers up to the wall, they would just spam bombs, and then you know you could heal them. So you were supporting these mobs as they ran through the lane, pushing the get different gates, and then you know you get to the end boss, and you know you could rush it pretty much as well. So you can give them swiftness, give them quickness, give them everything else, healing, um, which was cool, you know. I thought that was cool, um, then that was a kind of interesting way, but it was it just didn't click in, with so many people and didn't really. There were different things about it which fit, felt a bit higgledy piggledy, is what I'm going to say. <laughs> I, think, I think the fact that it's PvP and it's a game mode where the optimal strat is to like not 
touch the other players and just go just go with your mobs to the door and it's as it just through that yeah. makes sense because yeah some of the tension of like a MOBA lies in the fact that like while those mobs do play a role in the success that you might have really it's more driven by the heroes themselves that like you're you know building skills off of and kidding and then like the way that you are anticipating the reactions of the other side and like um, denying or supporting like your own pushes or denying their pushes to try and like take it over as opposed to like an ad babysitting game which here's the deal like to me because i do love doing support and i love doing healing and raiding and things like that the idea of having something where like clever usage of yes like the ways that you are supporting or buffing or helping people that's fun because sometimes like sometimes i don't necessarily want to go in and have it just be a dps-a-thon you know like i want to be able to do something that my creative skill in a different way but i can how an audience that's already built around like you know your own skillful sort of execution and response within a fast-paced pvp environment would be like what is this why i don't like it tybalt good stay he good everything else very bad don't want it so i i can see that that now i can see it yeah so there's tybalt i think nika's in it and the old uh, assassin from factions uh yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah uh also what's his name his name uh the the guy from prophecies that you you yeah yeah. oh it starts with a t or an o enough something like that almost sounds more fun to me we're talking about guild hall stuff right something like that almost sounds more fun to me as like a pve guild hall mode that you could do or something yes that'd be kind of fun yeah i don't know yeah. You could like try to defend your keep or your your hall, but then like have these Invasions. lanes and you know support yeah. these characters, and like as a guild you could work together to try and unlock different characters that could like help support your defense lines. Like that would be super fun. It's so interesting. So Heart of Thorns is crazy to me. So like it was oh, so it's crazy. That's good. Yeah, <laughs> it was so for the game, right? Yeah, like. For Guild Wars 2 to survive as an MMO, Card of Thorns had to be so good. It was good. And so that's why we still have Guild Wars 2. But there were missteps. And those missteps, I feel like because of the reaction that we had to them, have, have kind of like rested in the psyche of the Guild Wars 2 developers for so long. Like because of Stronghold not doing well, we yeah. did not get any new PvP game modes for a very, very long time. And still won't. Probably. Still, Other well, than 2v2, yeah, time. but let's... I mean, we we kind of had that. We kind of had... We already had a 5v5. It's just deathmatch. It's it's not really a... It is, it is a different mode, and there are different maps. It's definitely easier to incorporate. And they've put it between different seasons as well. Yeah. Which is good. Like, it, it, they've filled... They've done it well. They've done it very well. Again, probably probably another conversation, but... Like if they had done, if they had maybe had a off season with stronghold in between, it may have worked a bit better. Um, That's true. But they didn't do that, and I think it's just because they didn't. There was a lot of people against it, really. To be fair, and, and that's I mean, and that's why. So a lot of the criticisms people have for Path of Fire, um, I feel, are things about path of fire that are only about path of fire because they were reactions to what happened with heart of thorns so like 
a lot of people complained about how grindy Heart of Thorns was, even though a lot of people love the grindiness of it, mm. and they reacted to it, and Path of Fire was a lot less grindy. Uh, Path of Fire was also, like, very... It had less things to come out with it, but the things that came out with it were really good. Um, so, like, while Heart of Thorns had so many features added to it in the game. You had the Stronghold, you had the PPP, uh, the uh, World vs. World map, you had uh, all the Elite Specs, a new class, uh, the legendary weapons, the legendary armor. I don't know if it was tied to Heart of Thorns or not. I'm not sure. I forget now. I mean, it raids are, like, part one, so you could technically say that they are. Yeah. So, Heart, so Path of Fire was, like, a stripped-down expansion, yeah. in a way. If they got rid of all the things that didn't go over that well in Heart of Thorns... <laughs> but concentrated on making the things that they put into it very good. And yeah. also, it wasn't, like, that bad as well. Like, cut away that stuff. There's still, like, a lot left. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And I mean, in any game, there have to be... It's always funny to me that it seems like player bases have trouble with this sometimes. And I, I know we all do as players, right? There will always be some missteps in any game. There's no such thing as, like, a perfect, flawless game. And especially in MMOs where so much of it really depends on the reception of the player base and the trends of, like, what's happening in an MMO. Um, I think you do need to take some risks, and you do need to try some things. Um, and sometimes they fail. And that doesn't mean that it's bad. I mean, gosh, in, like, Final Fantasy XIV, for example, we just had a piece of content that has been re-released for the third time because it flopped so hard the first two times it was released in the game. And people sometimes, like... I don't know. Assume that because something has been introduced that wasn't received well, that it is a way to, like, judge the entire game. Mm -hmm. And I think that Path of Fire did feel a little bit more cautious, and I think you are hitting the nail on the head, Boots, because of that. But, yes, what they did was really good and, and solid and released well. But I think we're starting to see them lay the groundwork to take some more risks again. And Heart of Thorns did some really wonderful, I mean, like, really good, worthwhile, creative risks in the MMO space. Talking about the maps and how much, you know, they're challenging, but also interesting and sure punishing. And there were, you know, critiques, but there's so much good stuff there. The metas, all the things that we were praising earlier, I think, like, coming into this next expansion... Um, even with them rebalancing a lot of stuff with PvP or kind of working out and solidifying certain things or trying to really get certain things in place and new content types in place with the new living season, it makes me really hopeful that with this next X-Pack, we're going to see that next push forward. And I'm sure that there will be probably some missteps, but it's worth it if the game pushes forward. And Heart of Thorns did that, and it did push us forward to Path of Fire. And it's worth it. Like, it's worth it. You have to, like, that's like life, right? You have to, I'll give you some life advice, everyone, listen to this. You cannot, you cannot live your life fully unless you make mistakes and you do not grow from those mistakes. That is life. That is the truth. And Heart Forms had loads of growth, literally. I mean, look oh at this. <laughs> hey, I, 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 I had to round it off a little bit with a bad joke because I got a bit serious. But seriously, like, that is that is the way, you know, things can evolve. I, I think, like, some of the best experiences from games recently have been from games that have kind of flopped and come back. And that's Sea of Thieves is a massive, massive game that, that did that. Elder Scrolls Online. Wow. That launch, and, and there are people in the ESO community, I love them, but they're wrong about their opinion about that game launch being good. It was so fucked up. 
It was bad. Fallout 76, yes. Awful at launch. Now awesome again. You know, like, this is how some of these games, like, come back. And they, they're able to... And if you can make... Okay, Guild Wars 2 is epic on launch. One of the best games, one of the most hyped games I've ever played at launch. I was excited like a small child my first Christmas that I can ever remember. Like, it's, you know, that... you remember, Everyone remembers that first Christmas, the first Christmas they remember. They're like, there, you know? Like, just jumping up and down the carers' beds and they're like, I need to go for those presents. 4 a.m., shut the fuck up. And, uh, <laughs> and then, you know, do you know what I mean? That excitement the first day of Guild Wars 2 was, was immense. And, you know, I think Hearthorns was damn good, generally. And hopefully, like Birdchest says, and kind of went away but boots to say as well these mistakes these mistakes aren't giant mistakes that have messed up the game for the future i think you know strongholds the pvp mode came out didn't matter we still had pro league we still had all these big things that came out of it world v world they just went back to the core maps they brought out Warclaw. they brought up some other bits and pieces yeah sure it's not been a lot maybe there could have been more work there maybe there will be with this expansion we'll see um but, you know, the the core of it, the raids have still been going. Yeah, again, there's arguments about, like, slow content releases for that. Um, but I don't know. I don't feel like the game is going anywhere, anywhere, anytime soon. And then they release, you know, especially because, you know, we know there's an expansion coming out. Um, so, and with the amount of time it takes for them to get an expansion out as well, because all the content is coming out between... This is going to be next year, late, like earliest, late next year. This is going to come out, or we're going to start to get info. I mean, they've got their future eyes set on Guild Wars 2, so. They can't be doing that bad, right? <laughs> I mean, they definitely can't be. Um, I think I'm trying to get to some kind of conclusion here because half an hour's up. Um, <laughs> that's why I'm trying to do a big ramble at the end. Um, I see the you're taking, it kind of looks like this it's over there now somewhere it's like tangled depths exactly i agree and there's loads more we could talk about hard fonts um but if there's like all right just as a an end thing because we're going to kind of end out um and there, there is loads more we can talk about and elite specs specifics of those what our favorites were there was so much that we could talk about um, if there was one thing that you enjoyed the most from Hearthorns, whether or not, you know, Rook's played it recently, obviously Boots played it since launch, what was the one thing that you enjoyed the most from Hearthorns? And Boots, you gave us. I mean, it had to be gliding, right? It it kind of mm. just it changed the game at the time. Like now, now mounts are just, like, better. <laughs> but but uh, gliding was the thing at the time. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I think it'd have to be the thing that I disliked the most at the beginning that I, like I was saying, I, I came around on. Um, I do really like the maps, and I never thought that I would be in the position to say that after dying to them so much. Um, I mean, the masteries, we talked about, like, gliding, obviously, and the idea and potential of mastery system, I think, is fantastic, so I'm really, really glad that that happened, but... I do really love the intricacy and the detail and the care and the metas and like the stuff that makes up the meat of Heart of Thorns. Um, and while, like we said, there are some tweaks there because there were some things that are very difficult and there are some things that make it, you know, frustrating. I do think that 
I would love to see them um, carry forward with that kind of like, I don't know, drive to create an environment that really immerses us and really captures us and gives us something to dig into. And that really shows what I think the team does well. Nice. It's a good rounding up as well. How about you? I was good. I was about to answer. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure, actually. Um, I would say that actually raids, oddly enough. Um, yeah, because they <laughs> they did bring me they brought me a new gameplay style I suppose as well as like something else to stream that I did enjoy for a long time and that I can, I can you change your answer <laughs> sure yeah yeah raids too yeah raids <laughs> I I was oh, going to say can I, at least can I, change, can I change my answer sure it's raids yeah raids. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. So we enjoy raids. Um, but it changed a lot of... It changed the entire game. It was the most influential... I think other than other than gliders, which... And the map kind of... There's so much influential stuff. I think raids... I think raids honestly increased the length of the game for everyone. And I don't mean in terms of access, but even knowledge that you can go and raid was an idea that you can get this next thing or you can go and access this content which i might be able to do one day and has that traditional mmo end game content that is like there and i think it brought it into the full mmo-ness that you yeah. know, like blender chess was saying really early in the beginning of the stream just um, to just to bring it full circle it gave us end game pve that doesn't suck <laughs> there you go all right well done and on that note i think we're gonna end um i'm gonna give a shout out to inks who was here at the beginning uh twitch.tv slash i think it's mmo inks still i will put an updated link into the uh description um i hope he's feeling well um and also thanks for him coming in as well he's on if you search inks gw2 and twitter you can find him there i'm pretty sure as well i can't remember what his twitter is specifically oh it is at mo underscore inks so go and follow him there um and yeah I'm going to put all the other information. It should be MMO Inks on Twitch.tv as well. Um, Boots, tell us what you do. Where can we find you if you want to be found? <laughs> uh, World of Enders on YouTube. And uh, I make some videos there uh, every once in a while. Come check it out. There you go. Guild Wars 2 usually videos. Sweet. Thanks for coming on today as well, dude. Appreciate it. Massively. No Legend. And better chess. Tell us the things. Yes. I stream on Twitch. Twitch.tv backslash Bird of Chess. You can also find me on Twitter and Instagram uh, at Bird of Chess. So it's consistent across the board. And like I said, we do a lot of stuff um, also through our Discord community, coordinating guild events and FC events in a variety of different MMOs that we play. So we'd always love to see you. <laughs> Awesomeness. So all this stuff is going to be in the description below. If you are listening to this on uh, anchor.fm um, as well, slash the Lightbringers or slash Jero, because there's different podcasts and different one. Uh, thank you very much for watching, listening, sorry. Uh, and if you want to support the podcast, there is a place where you can do that on the actual site. This is also on Spotify, iTunes, Google, anywhere where you're listening to this and you've enjoyed it. Um, thank you very much. I am Jebro. I produce this every two to three weeks-ish. Um, 
just depending on what's going on in life. So I appreciate very much twitch.tv slash jebrounity. And that is the same on Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, um, everything that I'm on. That will be my name. So go in there and have a look. Uh, I'm a full-time broadcaster doing this kind of stuff and going to school. So if you want to come and say hello, come and do it. Uh, we talk about things and stuff and big mental health advocate as well as training to be one. And that's pretty much it, guys. Thank you so much for watching and listening. We'll be back in about two or three weeks with this. Um, and yeah, cheers. See you next time. Mini silence stream gonna be back. It was just a little outro for the thing. Uh, <laughs> um, we're gonna go and say goodbye to each other, and then I'm gonna be back with a stream. We're gonna do some Guild Wars 2 PvP uh, for about two and a half hours for the end of the day. I will be back. These guys will not be. So say thank you for them, uh, to them for coming on. Because very good. Thanks for having us. Yeah, you're very welcome. Good peeps. <laughs> right. Have fun in PvP. Will do. It's gonna sling some. And you have fun in World of the World. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm going well. right in right now. <laughs> <laughs> Another stream. <laughs> Alright. I'll be right back, peeps.